Yo, yo, yo. First smoke of the day. First smoke of the day. We're back. Episode, what is this? Four. <laughs> Episode four in the books. It's like a blink right, of an eye. Right here with my man Blackleaf. What up? What, what you up, smoking on, big dog? Uh, Emmett Smith from Cush Clinic. I just picked up some uh, Emmett Smith off the chain. Tasting amazing. I wanted to get some of that and I forgot to get it. It's fire. It's definitely fire. What, who is that from? NorCal Gardens, I think is what they told me. All right. Yeah. Definitely. It's I mean, it's it's phenomenal. So we're sitting here with some super special guests. Oh man. Popped up on us in the building. Yep. What's up, man? What's up, guys? West Talk Coast Connoisseurs. How Big you guys dog. doing? Good, brother. I'm smoking on some Trop Cherry hash from Hose Beast that I also got at Kush Clinic. Funky. Ooh. Super funky. I've been a big fan of I tried to bring carbon fiber, chop cherries, some stuff of clones we'd released today. The carbon um, fiber looks insane. Yeah. People, uh, carbon fiber is kind of already starting to make its own wave. Um, I like the name, too. Always on the super heady heady. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool name, too, right? Carbon fiber. Yeah, it is different. I, it's different. I, I, like I can't take credit for that name. Uh, Ratto gets all the credit for that one. Well, and let's so, pass it. So we got raw genetics to the right of him, too, just yes, to sir. intro the whole table. What's going on, everybody? Oh, man. Yes, sir. And again, I mean, Georgia Pie Cross is crazy. What are you smoking on over there? Uh, I've got some Zushi and some, is this Trop Cherries? Uh, well, oh, actually, this is, uh, I don't think it's got an official name, but it's Orange Skittle Tropicana Cookie. Oh, okay. I knew it was something. It had Crazy Terps. Yeah, yeah, it's Terps. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Dope, dude. And then okay. you got the blue Zushi, which I like the blue one. I don't know if I had the blue one. So team is that 10. The, is, that, is that blue? That's blue Zushi. Yeah, that's yeah, blue Zushi. Go. Oh, wow. So they got like they got yellow and blue. blue. Yeah, yeah right it, on the jar, it might say it? blue on the lid. Yeah. <laughs> I like blue. I was like, just bring me something good. <laughs> Skittles times Cushman's 11, I think is what it is. Supposedly. I mean, it's fire. That's what it says? Yeah. <laughs> Super fire. I actually, yeah, man. now that you say that, I don't think I ever knew the cross on Zushi. Yeah, it's uh, Cushman's it's time Skittles. Skittles cross. Yeah. But, man, I mean, Pack Gods, what are you smoking on? So I rolled up this from Cush Clinic. Shout out to him, man. Mm -hmm. Putting on for the city. Yeah. Giving people access to fire. Boutique growers. He deals with, like, boutique guys, so you're able to get stuff that <clears throat> basically you can't get from these smaller gardens. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the Tenko, Ten Scotty, and I put Strawberry Nerds in it from Trilogy 710. Okay. So a little whoa, a little, <laughs> little donut action. Yeah, a little bit of raw in there. Hand rolled. Trilogy's wax is gnarly. And, and shout out to that bo boy Bobby Trill because he he rolls some crazy ones. Yeah, he's like the donut king. Yeah, he fucking goes <laughs> yeah. dumb with this. Shit. Yeah, man. I mean, the donut wave is a whole other thing, right? Like now you you end up hitting a joint and it it grabs your throat and you're like, what is this? They're like, oh no, there's only a gram of rosin in it and uh and some of the best weed you've ever seen. You know? Literally. Yeah. And it's and it's like an eighth joint of of flour and a gram of wax. I mean it's some serious and and some that's, that's the new shit. It is. It's for, dope though. For man. the people smoking smoking like for the people not dabbing mm -hmm. as much. I like when they do the single like papaya flour, papaya rosin in a papaya joint and it's like the three way. That's crazy. Super cool. Yeah. But, I mean, we got some black dosey here going around. I wanted to ask uh, West Coast Connoisseurs, first time smoking, man. Give us a rundown. Like, what was your first time ever yeah. smoking? Oh, whoa, my first time yeah. ever first smoking. Time. Yeah. Okay, so uh, probably, yeah, so I was after a soccer practice, and <laughs> I was probably 12 or 13 years old. And Damn. a bunch of my friends had already been getting into it, and 
you know, smoking after soccer practice. Yeah, you got or an older brother around. No, girlfriend I, or something. Okay, just a little side note. I'm a triplet, and so what? Yeah, wow. no way. Yeah, so three hustlers in one family. Is, is, it, is, <laughs> it, is, it, is it? So it did become a family affair? Or? No, absolutely not. No, no, no way. No, right? No. Nope. My uh, furthest thing from it. My my sister's a doctor, and my brother. Oh, so yeah, fraternal. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're wow. fraternal. Two boys and a girl. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's dope. Yeah. But so, I mean, I tell people I get my competitiveness because you, I bet, absolutely, yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter yeah, what's literally. going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so after soccer practice, some kids, uh, two, two some friends, bad influences. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll give them credit for creating the beast nowadays, but, uh, <laughs> uh, we, they were, they, we went to a park behind my buddy's house and we ended up smoking a joint and, I remember walking back down the, the the hill from this park and being like, this isn't that crazy. I don't re- really feel being like that stoned yeah. or anything. Like, this is what your parents tell you so bad. Like, this is wild. I can't imagine this. <laughs> we get in the house, and in 15 minutes, I've eaten every snack in this house. And <laughs> you realized you were wrecked. <laughs> at that point, I realized, like, holy I've shit. I've eaten, like, five frozen pizzas, like yep. the mini frozen pizzas. I've eaten all the snacks that my buddy's mom would have ready for school and everything <laughs> like that. Yep. So, uh at that moment, I realized, oh, shit, we're probably not going to get away with this one. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> like, we left the kitchen a fucking disaster. And thankfully, my buddy's mom was working and just had a bunch of other things going on and never really just picked up that we just absolutely wrecked through the kitchen. And I had to stay at my buddy's house that night. It so it was, was all just, all yeah. you guys were high. Yeah, and everyone there was. There were three or four of us. Yeah. 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 So there was like, I thought there was no hiding it. I thought for sure we were going to get it handled. My buddy's mom <laughs> was just so wrapped in her own business that day. I was like, oh, shit, I got to be careful about that going forward. But that was really. <laughs> fun we should do that again <laughs> i honestly think that like there's key points in your growing up life and they all happen at the park <laughs> like i got in some fights at the park i smoked weed my first time at the like a real i mean there were some trivial times at the local park you know yeah. that's that's where you went to get in trouble Eagledale park do, yeah. do you remember what it was you smoked Oh man, uh, I don't remember what I was that smoked, but I could tell you the bag of weed that made me fall in love with weed was a mango haze. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. Did Crazy you sativa. did you keep smoking from that day, or did you not? I kept smoking from that day. I that never was it. Back. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. See, we had interesting stories where like we tried it and then didn't smoke again for like four or five years. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Yeah, I uh, uh, once I got in, I was two feet in. I never looked back. I think there's probably yeah, <laughs> locked out. You were hooked in. Yeah, the whole crew was all in on it. Yeah, thirteen year old mind expanding <laughs> West Coast connoisseur. <laughs> you, guys, you guys quit the soccer team the next day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah game typical. We're done. You know, we played all together all the way through the end of high school. Did you? The three of us. Yeah. That's dope, though. That is cool. I, so. I love it when people smoke and stay active and and. You know, go out and do things. Break stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Always cool. That's dope, man. And I mean, switching in <laughs> raw. I mean, going to the breeder, man. I mean, what were you smoking on the first time you smoked? Was it crazy or was it red regs? I, I bet it was regs. Honestly, don't yeah. even yeah. know what it was. I just was. remember I was like. Because you grew up on the East Coast, correct? I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Like, so you are Reggie. Yeah. yeah we all were. Arizona. Yeah. It had to be, man. I was in uh, West Des Moines, Iowa. And, okay. Uh, it was like my stepbrother. I remember we were walking through the apartments that we lived in, mm-hmm. and uh, we saw some kids that were older, obviously, that he knew I didn't know, and they were smoking weed out of a tin can. <laughs> True story. Smoking weed out of a tin can. Not that. very glamorous at all. I remember they were like, do you want to hit that? And I was like, 
sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the tin so, can? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Like, whatever, just go with it. Like, I remember taking a couple hits. Just I, go with it. Yeah, I don't think I really felt anything. I never really had, it was, like you said, it was a couple of years yeah. later until I had, like, yeah. some more solid interactions with cannabis where yeah. I was really locked in at that point. You know was it, I mean? it was some older guys that was around you or how was <sighs> they it just, were just like, I was like 11 or okay. 12, you know, wow. I mean? so they're probably like 16, 17. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. You fucking know, delinquents. Recruited you young. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Step back old dudes. <laughs> Golly. Like, hey, you need this yeah. in your life. All right. <laughs> and, then, and then how far on, you know, to touch on that, when you first start smoking, how long was it before you saw Crippy? Man, because um, you're I mean, you're a breeder. So like a lot of us growers, even that's like the next step up. You're like, God dang, you know, so. you know, it was probably a while. I remember because uh, like I, I was born in Iowa and then I mm -hmm. grew up mostly in Texas. And uh, so, oh, wow. Yeah. So I remember we would see KB kind <laughs> Two of not cool through. places with weed. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Not very friendly to it at all. But uh, I do remember we would get the dro. You know, when the dro oh. would come through, uh, a very memorable time for me was we we got some dro and uh, came in like a cellophane for your cigarettes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we like split it with the homie and uh, it, we were just taken away because so many trichomes have fallen off that we were able to pack an entire bowl of trichomes. Oh, wow. And we had never seen anything like that at the time. You know what I mean? That so, would still go over well. Right. I, <laughs> yeah. I would still be happy. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So I just remember we packed it and everybody was like cautious. We took a little hit each and uh, and then we smoked the weed. And uh, I don't know what the weed was, but I do remember nobody could remember what they were saying for more than like maybe a couple sentences. And yeah. then you'd just be like breaking down into laughter. And just That's like, what was awesome. I talking about? Like, oh, man. Yeah. And uh, again, when you did that, it was with some guys your age. You were all just friends. And you yeah, were like, hey, were... let's just smoke some. We got some creepy, bro. Let's try this. Yeah. Just a variety of my friends. And, uh, you know, we got the older homies. Yeah. They're yeah. Going over to, uh, you know, over yonder to go grab the dro and oh. brought it back for us. I'm sure they skimped <laughs> us. You know, we were we were the young cats. So, yeah, we, we were paying dues. And we didn't even know it. <laughs> it's funny because. I feel like us East Coast guys, right? When we grew up over there, like the first stuff we smoked on, it, none of it had any names. It was just like this was regs or creepy, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But the guys we we've talked to on the podcast that are from like the West Coast are like, oh, the first thing was a White Widow. You know, they had like a name to yeah. they they yeah. were already into the name game when we were just trying to figure out is this this is smokable, a, a, right? Age plays a factor too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right because <laughs> we were young. Man. Yeah, we were young. well, Age plays a factor. the guys that we're talking about too are a lot younger, younger than us yeah, as well. Yeah. So yeah, it was. Way further along in the weed life, a weed uh, span. I remember Absolutely. though the first time I saw some <clears throat> some strains that had names attached to them. It was like White Widow, White yep. Rhino, things oh, like that. You my know, those yeah. were the, the first had, like, I as well saw was names attached. How great are those two though? They amazing were, I mean, at the strains, time, in my opinion. I've had amazing White <laughs> Rhino. I don't yes. think I've ever had amazing White Widow. I yeah. agree. More Rhino. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. I love that mothbally Afghani funky. Uh, I have a couple white rhino packs of seeds I'm sitting mm. on that I've just kind of waited for the right opportunity, hoping that it is the white rhino I remember, obviously. You never yeah. really know. That's a big thing in Amsterdam. I know, like, that's something I'd like to talk to you on. I mean, you're the perf perfect person to speak to on this. Uh, one of my mentors, right? 
we go way back. And so let's say we're trying to, we grew a blueberry back then. That was like the original blueberry strain, right? Mm -hmm. And it literally grew like blueberries. We had also um, a few other strains that we were so happy with the, the pheno we had that later in life, now fast forward 10, 15 years, we went back to that same seed bank in Amsterdam. And my mentor who lives in Colorado bought like, 35 packs of the same exact blueberry cross from Dutch Passion Seed Co., right? Mm -hmm. That's what the blueberry we used to grow in 2002, okay? So he chased down 60-something packs. It was something astronomical, like hundreds of seeds of this one cross to try to even see if something was similar. And he said it was nothing like... And basically, the conclusion we came to was that the mom and dad stock had probably been changed, which is... For me, the biggest letdown as a grower, like something like, why would they change the stock? Would they have lost it or like what? You you know what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm? I do. Yeah. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's a variety of reasons all the way down to maybe what you got never was white rhino. Maybe white rhino was played out. Yeah. Classic move. Like, oh, we got to put a name on this that's popular. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So it could be that. And uh, yeah, also people lose stuff over time you get viruses which now we know but back in the day people didn't understand they had plant viruses maybe did they maybe pick better stock in their opinion and they lost what we liked very possible i know i've seen other breeders from over there say that they do reselect every few years new stock to like move forward which for me i i understand because it keeps everything more vigorous but then you know you drift away into new things and in the end you're smoking whatever the breeder likes so hopefully you like the same thing at that stage when i remember my you know vanilla ice and i want to listen to ice ice baby i don't want to hear a remix of it I want to go back to the exact <laughs> song and listen to Ice Ice Bay. I'm serious. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and and the hits are the reason it, that it's a hit is because of what it was. And it just, we found that conclusion that Amsterdam has, since we loved it 10 years, 15 years ago, you can't, like Juicy Fruit, <clears throat> they changed the name yeah. to Fruity Juice. Okay, so we actually went back, bought <laughs> seeds of that, same problem. Nothing was, even, it wasn't even similar. It was a different strain with the same name by the same seed company. I mean, you never know. I, it's blue cheese, really tough to blue same cheese. thing. I mean, I've seen so many different examples of blue cheese. Yeah. Like when I first came out to California, that was like a really popular one. Some were exemplary. Some what were, were the best ones you saw, the cheese strains? Because I, I honestly think that's the next biggest thing coming back. That's going to be a big one. I know the head cheese guys, the blunt bros, uh, the head okay. cheese was always good. I mean, they had a strong I don't know any about for that. a while. Um, like you said, the blue cheese. Blue cheese. Other than that, I mean, what, Exodus? There, there's a bunch <clears throat> of them, okay. but inside of every one, there's good and bad ones. So it gotcha. just really depends on what was selected by who. Would you? What do you think about cheese as a breeder? I, I kind of go back and forth on it. I do enjoy it when it's done properly, but I do know a lot of people that are off put by the smell, but I know people who don't like GMO and then tons of people still love GMOs. There you go. Skunk. I I can't personally involve myself too much and being like, oh, I hate that. So I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Only thing I don't do too much of is a lot of sativas just because the market really doesn't. I mean, it just sits. But, but. I think if I'm a sativa smoker, so I love sativas, but at the same time, the market is not there right now. Well, because people want things that they can pull down in 
60 days. You're right. Or they see like, oh, it says 55 days on here. And then they're like trying to pull it down in like seven and a half. You're weeks. right. You know what I mean? You're <laughs> right. You're right. You're, you're reaching. Some things can, but you know, yeah. just aim for nine, 10 weeks. And uh, yeah. how many strains do you love that truly finish in under 60 days? I, I mean, I like Prez. It's like 55 days. On Presidential Prez, right? Kush is 55 to 60 days. Okay. 62 is like the max. Other than that, 55. I, don't, I can't think of anything that's like extremely notable. Everything that I really love is like nine, 10 weeks. I'll name you yeah, three. 100%. Much, yeah. I can name three. We had a strain called Skunk 44. It finished in 44 days. Holy shit. You know, give say 46, right? But it was a skunk and it was small, like probably the size of nickels, but all crazy red hairs, similar to a haze. Um, we also had a strain called Elvis. Elvis finished in 38 to 45 days. Like, right. And I, I knew guys that cropped it in 38 days. Small buds super sticky and uh you could tell it was done because it would literally finish off like if you went too long the buds would start to die on the branch yeah. and so a uh, buddy of mine who lived you know not far he had elvis and he would literally stick it outside for three weeks and then pull it and have either hash with it or small like and he'd be like well you know it's two three ounces off each plant he'd stick six plants outside for fun and have a, a pound you know you know and yeah. it was it was interesting i remember walking and he'd have a skylight in his house right and his kitchen was like under the skylight so there was a vaulted ceiling and he would have like 12 elvis plants up there during the day catching sun he would have all these weird projects. You know, before we knew what was really doing, he'd have, like, the indoor grow, the outdoor grow, throwing plants outside, putting plants in the skylight, you know. Just and enjoying the hobby. Yeah, that and just, like, everything is some weed, you know. And back then, people were happy with C grade, B grade. Right. You know, like, I mean, it was, oh, this is Elvis. We actually took some of Elvis and gave it to Slightly Stupid in Jacksonville Beach. The the uh, That's how good it was. So it, so f to touch yeah. on that, it, it was good enough that I was like, I'm going to gift this to a, my favorite reggae band. Right. You right. know, but I have never seen anything like that since. <laughs> I, I haven't even seen any true skunk since. We used to grow super skunk, mm -hmm. one of my favorite strains, neon lime green. All the hairs were almost like translucent, so it just was a green ball, very, but it like very cool. And people used to call it surfer crippy, kind of like I've heard it in like yeah. in the beach areas called surfer crip, but it was skunk 44 and skunks, huh. and very little amount stunk the whole house up. And I to this day, I have not seen anything even touch on the same terps. Not to say not as strong, just a very distinct terpene profile that. You're like, oh, that's skunk. Wow, that's weird. And usually the hairs wrap around the nug to where the hairs actually grow wider than the nug on a lot of the skunks that I have have seen. Yeah. It, really yeah. different, you it, know? Oh, they are. I and, think they're away with the times, though. In yeah, about 2005 definitely. or six, I was getting a strain called Crippler. Oof, okay. Uh, that's what I... That. Hippie uh, Crippler is what that turned into, right? I, I'm not oh, sure, okay. but I only like ever Oregon saw strain? it. In, uh, I was getting it in Seattle. And yeah, I mean, that's, that, that makes sense. Makes sense, yeah. Hippie Crippler, you said, and you called it Crippler. Yeah, that's, that's cool. It was. Uh, it w we would get it. Uh, man, I remember that Northwest year for a lot for of sure. reasons. And yeah. So, um, but yeah, I we I always have wondered if what we were getting was Crippler was Crippy, but it sounds like I think according I, to you guys, yeah, you don't I think, think so. Well, East Coast term what Crippy was just anything. Right. Not yeah. regular, yeah, with seeds, yeah, right, because yeah. you had your middle grade, which still mm -hmm. had seeds, maybe a few, 
You had your regs, which had a lot of seeds, not as good color. Yeah. And then you had crippy, no yeah. seeds at all, sticky, loud, fresh. Yeah, and back then, usually lime green. A lot of the stuff was. And, and most of the crippy you had was, yeah, uh, was locally rare. grown or, you know, somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. To touch yeah. on that, like, Pack Gods. Were you seeing a lot of purples back then? I don't. I remember purples no. being kind of rare back it was then. Like AK forty seven, yeah, like like cushions and shit. Yeah, and you get tinges of purple, but not. And then this you had, is an all you, purple, but and then you not had that. purple. But today, I mean, we've got to the point where we've chased down so much purple that, I, you know, eighty percent of what's on the market turns purple. If it if it doesn't have color, you really got to deal with someone that's educated. That's very true. I mean, what do you think? I mean, now let's switch to the other guy on the panel that deals a lot. Of, what do you think? A, a million percent. Wow. Right? Okay. Yeah, a million percent. Right. I mean, here's the thing is uh, just to touch on how we just did a project in Tulsa with a dispensary, and we are trying to go through the process of educating every single customer. And uh, you can already see that the stuff with the colors really pops. It takes a lot less effort to sell that stuff. Absolutely. And then... If you are going to stock stuff that's lime green, so let me just rattle off a couple things on our shelf that are lime green. OGKB 2.1. Great fr- strain. <clears throat> Fantastic. That's skunky. Strain. GMO. Fried ice cream. Um, all uh, Phenomenal o- strains. All OG variants or cookie variants, too, right. that are all lime green. The people who love them, you can't, you're not... So when you're describing to a customer what they're looking for, the people who know, oh, I'm looking for OGs, looking for chems, looking for sours... That's an educated customer in Absolutely. and of itself, and they will go mm-hmm. seek those lime green products. Right. But those are the only people who are seeking those lime green products. How, how, percentage wise, how many people do you think are educated? Oh, like eight percent? Oh my gosh! But between Five to two ten. and eight percent. Wow. Yeah. yeah, honestly. So think about that. That means out of every ten customers, one to two. Y- even wholesalers, honestly, and like oh, vendors, and the sure. percentage the of wholesalers tenders. who actually know. They, you know, would um, you say it's about the same percentage? Well, They're worse because they but, come off as they do know. Well, it's they, like, they, well, but do you really smoke? And like, let me flip this on both you because I know both of you guys grow under kind of the same uh, mm-hmm. concepts. Is how many people would know what kind of lighting you were under just from picking up your flowers? What I percentage? I don't think anybody uh, really. Zero. The average. I wouldn't know. Probably. The average person. I mean, you got to be. Uh, raw. Even how long have you grown? How long have you grown for? How long have you cultivated for? I mean, uh, it, 10, 10 years plus. So. Okay. So, I, and I'm going on this year, 19 years. I'd say within the last two years, I can tell now differences in lighting. That's that's where it's gotten. It's sped up quick. So, but yes, and it's taken yep. that long for me to see nuances in, because I've had to grow my same strains in all those lightings. It can, I can't tell from your flower and your flower and that guy's flower. I can tell when I've grown presidential Kush under LED, under HPS, under double ended, under uh, CMH, under T5, and then you know even Bloom T5, and and seeing like oh this is what it does. And my biggest thing right now is double ended versus LED. Right. And they have a difference and they look different. The flower does look different. And one million percent. And like that, that to me is the flip is like, I wonder, because like when people hand me units, mm-hmm. it's pretty easy for me to tell if what, they're grown with LED or HPS. Which, but that's because I've been so familiar with all your guys's flowers throughout yeah. the year. It's very easy. And, 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 and then just the cultivation side, though. Right. I'm also one of the few that's flips both ways. That's been in, you know, 
allowed the access you can kind of see and he's very close to all the way to the end in product right which is awesome what's your preference on Uh, oh man i'm so torn because like if you asked me if a certain strain does better under led i would say no that light spectrum is light spectrum and that it's just about dialing the right plants Um, right so my preference in the way the flower looks, though, is just generally what you have, HPS. I, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I agree. The fluffier nugs that show more expression. Like, uh, I love the Georgia pie that we just got from you. Guys. That was all LED. And I, yeah. And, and I, that, and I've had to super dial though. It took me mm-hmm. what two years now, and I'm to be honest, it's been an incline slowly to get to where I'm at now with LEDs, where I'm like crushing it yeah, you know in my opinion runs. where i'm like oh i'm re- I-, I can put this down in front of somebody my flowers and i'm like this will beat out 95 percent of the flower you've seen 90 top 90 percentage you know to, to me the led light while i don't like the essentially the light diffusion what is light. it let's explain what the differences are so people understand it's a tighter nug 100 it's definitely. less it's less like when i when i tell people what a proper nug should look like i always tell people have you ever seen a mountain range how it has depth and it goes up and down and it has all these different curves and structure i still that's what a proper nug looks like but that, that and that's that's also a proper trim nug right when you have a rounded bud or you have these rounded curves or it just and and i find with led i have a lot of flowers great numbers but i do have a lot of smaller buds they're tight but they're smaller i do get my numbers and i can dial it i'm getting there and i do run hotter temps and you know i do all the tricks but side to side i'll I think LED in two to three years will catch up. But right now, HPS, I think, has that homegrown look. But I think this is, this is what the spin is, though. When you go to the bay, they want the tight shit. They want the stuff that looks a little bit tighter PGR look that has that rounded. Because everything you see up there, that's, I mean, I see packs up there and they're like, every nug looks the same. It's all rounded off. And they're like, this is the best thing ever. And, you know, and then you come down to L.A. and you you got this homegrown bag of, of flour with all this structure and guys from the Bay it aren't honestly. Some, I'm not saying everybody, but they want something a little different. They want those pounds that are a little tighter structured because they grew up with that PG R. <laughs> Getting hit the. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I I didn't know about it till I came to Cali, but that's a big thing same out thing. here. And the no, way it, thing. it is, people want it, but yeah. you know, at the end of the day, there is fire everywhere. Oh, it's so all in the grower. It, it's that's, it, in that's the bay. They is. got small batch like a motherfucker. I mean, it's crazy. oh, it's phenomenal. It's <laughs> Shout out to some of the boys up there for real because we used to go up there and get bubble gum and st- oh my god. I mean, <laughs> some of the best jars. Yeah, still coming. But in I will the vibe, say, purple gas. That's what it's all about. Yep. Purple gas. Yep. Right now. These days, it's purple It's been gas. about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the three, color contrast years. of your greens, your purples with essentially white Potency. trichromes. And that is, smell. Is, is, and plus the smell. It's got to taste like it smells. That's yeah, the big thing. And it's got to be a gassy smell. Like, a, mm-hmm. like whoa, oh. So what percentage, let me ask you guys this, what percentage of cannabis consumers in totality care about the way it tastes? I would hope all of them, but, but no, I'd say it's very low. That's probably one of the lowest percentages of the scale of what they look for. I'd that's on the lower 40%, end, forty percent, if that twenty. I, I, 
And just honestly, people after, are happy with black ashes. So right. that tells they, the tale. Really I mean, are. I would I would they say really too are. that uh, you get out there in some of these rudimentary areas that just haven't had the same amount of access that right, other places right. are, and you bring up well, like tell me what tastes good, and they're like they look at you they're like taste, yeah, taste. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you tastes what gets like me weed. high. It just yeah. tastes like weed. <laughs> yeah, no, like, to them it's just like this is tastes like weed. Tastes yeah. like THC. Like, I mean, that's I'm how worried it about tastes like the smoke. That tastes too. like weed. Hey, right, and especially if you talk to <laughs> but, anyone 40 plus, they're really worried about not well, everyone, and don't get me wrong, but a lot of them are really just worried about getting high, the effects. Yeah, no, and for so sure. like I don't think they smoke blunts and shit too, so it really doesn't. I gotta take myself crazy. out of the seat that you and I sit in a lot of the time, right? right? And take it all the way down to a customer who's spending fifty dollars a month or something absolutely which is Mm. not even my wheelhouse so that's who's going to tell you what to do every part of your business Uh, a hundred percent and so just looking at those customers like and and that's the battle is that like you want to have top tier fire and be all about that but you really have to have something for everybody Right, so at like at the end of the day, depending on your market. No, you're a hundred percent correct. Like if you're in the one percent markets, okay, which are few and far between, right? And the consumption, like everything, competition, everything is is hard there. You know, levels are are top there. But like, let's say you're in Tulsa, Oklahoma, right? How well are they going to receive to the top tier fire that doesn't yield that well? That you're like, hey, this is. It's a hundred eighth, or this is this eighth, right? You just come back to terms where you're like, oh fuck, this isn't Cali. Right. Like uh, I mean, I got to put myself in the shoes all the time when I'm in Tulsa. Minimum wage, 725, man. What is like, it? Yeah. Say it again. 725. Minimum wage. Minimum so, wage wow. is 725. They want so, a $30 eighth. Yeah. I 35. Mean, let's be realistic. And uh, cookies and lemonade are out there. And I drive past lemonade every day to and from. And I just wonder what a $55 eighth feels like to someone who makes 725 an hour. This is the thing. If they were actually it, getting it, something that tasted like it smells out there, I can't say that some of the brands you just <clears> mentioned <throat> off, like they're getting what they're paying for because I've tried to shop it and try to find things like it's Cali. hard. Well, yeah, it's hard, man. Even as a consumer for me, COVID really helped these dispensaries out because now 100%. I got to spend three feet away from the, the shop. I'm staring at a bud that's like the size of a quarter from four feet away. And they're like, does it look <laughs> doesn't it look great? It's the best. It's fire right it's so sad in there it well it just makes it tough because as an educated buyer and as a 19 year grower i've even out of 600 spent i probably bought 150 dollars worth of good stuff and that was me <laughs> trying to buy all good stuff obviously and i've seen you buy a lot of rec market flour yeah so we've you, seen quite a bit to compare i spent i mean but the, i was blackleaf talking but yeah i mean i spend a lot of money on on flour in the market because if you have a brand that i look at or i'm hyped or i've been hearing about you I will go buy your product at retail and I will honestly try it out because I want to be a fan. I'm a huge fan of good growers and it's rare to find them out there. A million percent. And, uh, you know, I think you and I have had a million conversations that you and I buy a lot of legal flour. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there if it's no secret, if you come around my spot, there are shoe boxes full of flour that I haven't smoked that I've tried. And I tell people like. You can't knock it unless you try it. Exactly. So, like, everyone's yeah. out here so yeah. fast to knock brands. Go buy the flour. Yep. I encourage everyone, go yeah. buy the flour yourself. Try it before you knock it. But if you I'll try do it, it twice. Yeah. Yes. But if you try it and don't like it, then go ahead and knock it. At least you tried it. But everyone, you know, nowadays is so quick to just dogpile on stuff they've seen on the internet that 
Four yeah. percent of people have even tried, or even on what's good. Same thing; it goes both ways. Um, it goes both ways, one hundred percent. What's interesting though is I love what you said there, though, because <laughs> I, that's literally what I'll do. I'll go and try the product multiple times, and then make my as an educated consumer, what do I honestly think about this brand? And it's funny because those responses are the biggest responses I get on my Instagram are when I do like reviews of people's products. You get people coming out of the woodwork because they want yeah. help. People want help to know like, is uh, this good? Because I've heard and it's 80 and a, so they can only buy it maybe once every month if it's that, you know what I'm So the last thing they want to do is go and buy it and then be like, oh, this is, this is worth $30. And it's an 80, you know, so it honestly, there's a big gap in the market for reviewers for like uh, honest yeah, reviewers. Yeah, no, there honestly, uh, it's, is. it's so hard to, for the reviewers, uh, you know, obviously I could say that I walk that line. Essentially. Yeah. Some people are like, you're a I reviewer. Would say no, yeah. you well, know, I mean, and, your, your captions go really deep and you really go into fine detail about lineages and, yep. and just all the tight, you know, it, everything you post is like, it really drives me into wanting to experience it. I appreciate that. I try to do you know, a really good job of always leaving a lineage and a description of, you know, what you might be. credit. Yeah, exactly. And so it becomes hard. So let, let's just run through an example here. Uh, I pulled open a bag recently that I really wanted to, you know, write and share about because man, the flavor was on point. The trim job was fucking horrific. You know, Damn. the handling, everything was fucking horrific on it. Ugh. So what do you do there? Because I, I felt like I had just been served Wagyu <laughs> on a plastic plate with one utensil. You got to just tell the grower because I've Ugh. been through this once when we first got out here and we didn't have an organized trim team and we it's had a, to use a machine. It's beginning. Man. Yeah. <laughs> and we dropped it off and they said, listen, this is some of the best flour we've ever but we've bought in the last you know two years. And this is probably the worst trim job we've bought in the last two years. So we we took that and that was the last time they ever had to deal with that. And I, I knew that going in. We just had no help when we moved to Cali. Yeah, I mean, that's something you got to dial in and stuff like that. But I mean, it's probably I him feel on you couch. on that. You really didn't want to dive into that. So you just yeah. had to pass up on that review. And well, it's just like, I damn. actually do dive into that at some points, but I actually did yeah. say because I, but then it's hard to write your review because you're like, Hey, grower who I don't know if I, if I do oh, this yeah, okay. about it, especially. So if I do this about, uh, a black leaves yeah. flower or uh raws flower, yeah. that it's really easy for me to, and even because they both know me, they're going to read it's it through. To yeah, they're going to read it through my voice and my tone and stuff like that. And they know that it just it, it, if I were saying something that like, for example, like, oh, I don't like the structure of LED, bud, Blackleaf yeah. would never take that as a knock on himself. No. Right. Right. I'd, I'd be like, man, this Georgia pie is super fire. I like it more under HPS, but you would never read that as a knock on yourself. Versus when I'm writing this about a grower who I don't know, don't talk to on a right, right, da right. almost daily basis. Well, it, they freak out. They freak out because they're it's, like, now West Coast Connoisseur is trashing my brand. This this you know animal. What, you know, no, you know what it is. It's hard to have an opinion on anything right now. Yeah, and to me, every you know what everyone likes. Everyone, everyone is so sensitive, and, and everyone likes a strong opinion over a soft one. And. To, and, and exactly. And to be honest, true. like most people are scared to have an opinion because it's not popular to have an opinion. And you do get all that negative feedback and just 
occurrences just yep. things pop up and you're like it, it just they floor you and you're just like that's whack that's that's shit to deal with whatever right <laughs> and then so, but so, it just kind of comes with it it's like if you stand up on a stage like you're gonna have criticizers you know yeah. like there's there's no way around it you either get up or you don't and everyone down there watching whoever's standing up and taking the mic is wishing they did or they would a or they percent. could so what I end should. up spending a lot of time doing is writing a whole extra paragraph about how much I really want to make sure that the customers read this and say, I really like the taste. I like the way it's smoked. Um, I liked everything about it except for the appearance, which to me is not as important as it fix. used to be. That's an easy fix. Yeah. You know, and obviously and that the changes hard what's inside. And that changes season to season. Like I've even had crops where I like can't I'm like, God, it's been hot in LA, man. You know, the AC's yeah. just not getting there. And uh the Georgia pie comes out green, you know, or whatever, right. you know, not Georgia Pie, whatever, dirty sprite. You're like, Oh, right. I can't call it dirty sprite this round, it's not even purple. It's just you know, sprite. <laughs> you know, just it's sprite no dirty <laughs> sprite this time. Yeah, clean, yeah. yeah. clean sprite. Yeah, it's the clear one, you know, the clear one that they tried to put out that failed. That failed. Yeah. Yeah. Sprite like zero yeah. sprites. <laughs> sprites yeah exactly so i mean but that's that's just being a grower is it's funny because you can sell it i always talk to younger growers and whenever i have one under my wing i always tell them celebrate the small wins celebrate the crops because you get to a point as a grower and even a connoisseur that you really got to celebrate the crops that you're having because you get you just start going through them. Next thing you know, it's been three, four years. You've had a ton of crops. You've had good ones. You've had bad ones. And you treat every day the same. And you got to celebrate them. You got to, I, I mean, you really got to, you know, make it a point. So. No, 100%. Got to celebrate the ones last and Hold on, we're guys, about to take off in a spaceship here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just turned the carbon we're, filter on. This a, we so got this, this, a, this is a brand new room. Yeah, we, we got a new podcast studio recording. Brand new in. room. Uh, the boys joined us tonight, and it is smoked the fuck out in here. Yeah, we so just powered we're, we're, through some fire. We're... We're, we're powering on the exhaust fan. Not sure how that's going to be. We're going to have some video up soon for the podcast to be able to show you guys yeah. the room we have here. We have a really cool built-out room that Boro Blaster um, built out for us. And, I mean, it is exceptional. We have custom table. We got custom walls. We got, I mean, the lighting. We got some yeah, dope, dope skateboards dope. up. Yeah, dope. it'll be cool to get it. Uh, we, we give the guests always an option if they want to be on camera or not. And everyone so far has been like, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, only is but, good for the beginning and we're yeah. going to keep it like that. Um, and then, you but know, just we're, so we're people have know. a few other people on though, that, you know, influencers, stuff like Ed that. Bassmaster. Exactly. exactly. He'll comedians. be a good one to have on. That's, oh, yeah. uh, on, going to come through on camp. Yeah, yeah. He's the homie. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean, he smokes talk. black leaf heavy. Yeah. So talk black about house. that collab you guys got coming. Talk about how you guys met, how that came about and, uh, and where everybody could find that. Okay, so uh, I met Raw a while back, and uh, I knew he was a breeder. So I wanted to get into breeding. And we had a mutual friend at the time who had passed away recently, um, Private Stock. And it just came time where we had been talking about it and talking about it and talking about it for so long. And I had these proprietary strains. So it just, it, it was inevitable. Like, it, if you're friends with me, we're going to collab. 
we're going to do something like it's just inevitable. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I mean, if we're friends, we're friends. So yeah, basically people. I knew he was this badass breeder and he had all these crazy strains and he was showing me all the stuff he was doing. And I honestly was like, wow, for what he really knows and what he's up to, he's very underrated, meaning like he doesn't have a ton of followers. He doesn't have the underdogs. A hundred percent. I like to refer to it as the bad news bears. Yeah, the bad news. But bears. I felt the same thing about MedTree when I first met him and when we first popped dirty sprite and we found that was like mm -hmm. wow this guy's got like four thousand followers and we found three keepers in two packs which i rarely i mean just the ratio is unbelievable so fast forward raw i was seeing what he was up to and i was very impressed and i was just like wow he's he's got these strains that people are would love to have and he's breeding the real fire and for the first time in a bunch of breeders he's actually breeding the real strains times the real strains because this is the issue is that a lot of breeders will get things from other friends and hear that this oh this is the old bubble gum from 15 years ago and they won't check that that's actually it they'll put it in they'll breed with it they'll sell those seeds they actually didn't breed with the real bubble gum. It's some so they random. Never, they never put it into production with flour. They never saw the flour. Nothing never was verified. verified. And so with Raw, I just was seeing all the right thing. So, I was like, wow, he's so, got these right cuts. He's doing the right shit. He's really doing great stuff. And I want to learn breeding. I knew it was my next step. So with Raw, I was like, can you teach me and can we do a, a project? Can I tag on something you were saying? Yeah. I feel like I, all the way back to when I very first met Raw. One of the things that I loved so much about him was that I knew when I went to, you did a booth with the Hydro Boys. I think we probably yeah. met each other in 2014. Yeah, yeah that was Blazers, Blazers Cup, I believe. 2014. Oh, that Cup. was fun. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. That was a ways back. We, that yeah. is the first time that we met, though, we the yeah. West Coast Connoisseur. And, <laughs> and Raw, did we see you there? I think so. I yes, know we sold out. We only did one day. Remember? Remember? That's 2014 seems early. I think it was 2015. I'm I think 2015 sure what the year was, but okay. I know it was Blazers Cup though for okay, sure. Yeah. That was Blazers. us. We were there, bro. It took a yeah, win. 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we Good sold. Time, it was man. a two Good day thing, and we then. sold out the first day. And we were like, okay, we're gonna have off tomorrow. Let's go do something fun. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> but it was the first time. Man, Bless you, man. And Ooh, I had sorry. man, I'd got good in, weed. Uh, Make you sneeze. Yep. I'd gotten in uh, some oh. heat for selling fake sherbet clones. Ooh. And just because Jeez. people had been passing me what was Sunset Sherbert. And so the Nerber. I was like, what that I happened have to, to a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and especially at that time. This is the F3. And, and so what I was determined to do that weekend was find the real goddamn Sunset Sherbert. <laughs> I like that. I was, mission. Uh, that, I was, was mission. that was like one of my missions that weekend. I was like, I'm not going to get bamboozled on real Sunset Sherbert again. Because, you know, you're selling clones and stuff and people are coming back to you. This isn't Sunset Sherbert. Yeah, this is. That isn't. You're like, I sold 500 clones to 11 different people and everyone said something different. So I don't know what to do anymore. Oh, gosh. The classic yeah. Sherbert. Yeah. Yeah, nobody like, really knew at the time. Two it, months later, you're like, dude, I so, have so all this even sherbet. In the, even in the clone game, <laughs> yeah, it's not. Not even just the C game. There the you clone go. Clone game too. Yes, you're buying thousands of clones. Oh yeah, I was banking like, your run with investors. And that shit is on Sherbert. On the cross is a game. punch. It's, uh, it's oh. Nerbert. It's all punch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dude, I could not tell Yo. you how many. 
I mean, especially from this garden I was pulling them from that I was thought I was selling Sunset Sherbert because it's this beautiful purple weed. And then I finally get over to Raw Genetics booth. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is not at all what I've been selling people. You know? And he's like so a breeder, like, so he's all verified. He's so a you're breeder. Like, he's all verified. Yeah. And he's got all you know these. That had, makes me remember him. Now. Yeah, 100%. I don't remember you, but it I, was remember, a big I remember scene. everything now. Do you remember a big yeah, scene? Yeah, live playing. Like, did we have, did, yeah. yeah. We yeah. Had, uh, I do remember. Hollywood Pure Cook. Yep. And a couple yeah. other things. So. See, now Think about now that. you're jogging my memory. You gave me some stuffed French toast, crossed the cookies and cream flour. Yeah, but think about that. Sorry, didn't Dream King was there, and he actually brought the flowers and stuff. But let's touch on that. So, Raw Genetics was selling legit Hollywood pure Kush clones at yeah. his booth at this event. In 2015. I mean, that's... Uh, come on now. And for, and for now, people would be like, uh, you're going to get calls about this. You're going to get DMs oh, about I, I that. I already did when I, the before it all went down. You know, we put a post up. Hey, we're going to be out at Blazers Cup. Come see us. We're going to yeah. drink some Hollywood HPK. pure Kush. A couple other things. Man, I got flooded with DMs. Oh, you're going to let the real cut out? You're going to let the cut oh, out? Oh, haters. You know what? Let the people grow some fire. Let them yeah. have the real cut. It Why guarantees not? that more how people else have does the it. industry grow? Well, and how do we have it in They're gonna 15 lose it. years? You know what I mean? Like, if it's not hot, people let it go. Right now, you can't even get OG no. in L.A. You no, can't you even can't really find a legitimate like, OG very elephants grow. Everything's watered yeah. down. If you don't know, like, <laughs> Dab me ass. or, like, six other people, I don't know where you're going to get good OG. It's I mean, everything's watered down. The best down. OGs very I've seen in L.A. is Elephant's Growth and Dab Ave. Dab Ave has a good best. OG, and Elephant's Growth has the best OG I've seen uh, recently. But that, but this is the thing. There's a lot of there's great some small growers who do great OGs, but aren't like dialed into it like Dab Ave. Yeah, but it's stuff. tough to to get that. It's not like there's just not enough people doing it where it used to be dominant. Who like, wants to OG grow OG, King, man? Like right. I used to run the show. Now it I mean, obviously I don't it's know. Not fun. Like, it's not a fun. What grow. about Russian Assassin Boys? I was just doing... gonna say the yeah, Russian Assassin but, hardcore. No, but t- let me West Coast Cure. Let me he, needs a, a, he needs to drop some fire. But let me wow. touch on this. No, Russian assassins barely grow any OGs. They grow OG crosses mm-hmm. and out crosses and, uh, you know, all kinds yield. of indie. Yeah, the hardcore, but, the hardcore. No, they, the, they, they don't grow it anymore. They grow right. crosses of it. Yeah, if you look right. at their page, you have to go 70 photos back to see what you're talking about. They, they're on to all their Irene pure Kush kind of half times. Also yeah. fire. Well, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. this is the thing and it's tough is that. As a grower, yes. as a breeder, you always have to stay ahead of the curve because what was hot today is going to be in two months. People are going to get sick of it. And this is the tough part is that as a grower and a breeder, you know that everything's cyclical. So in 10 years or five years, it's going to come back. And that's going to be something that you're going to wish you never got rid of. And you're going to wish that you never lost. And so right. even though the market has left you purple punch and shitted on you and decided <laughs> that whatever you're growing or breeding is whatever right now, three to five years from now, they're going to be like, hey, man, I would love to buy all of your Death Star or yeah. all of you, you know, I mean, honestly, some That's of these a classic skunks, from Ohio right there. I mean, we okay. Lingy. So let me touch on that. Colorado. We brought Death Star out to California, the legit Ohio Death Star phenomenal mm-hmm. cut. I mean, insane potency, really crazy, but lime green, no mm-hmm. color. We put it out and out of six flavors, two dispensaries. The only thing that came back, we never get flour back. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to brag a little bit. We would put six pounds out and people would be like, we'll take everything, you know, and that would be every dispensary would take everything. That was something that when we put Death Star out amongst five other flavors, 
it came back from the first dispensary. So we put it on the second go out and it came back again. I went in the room and ripped the cut out of the ground. And I was just like, we can't grow this here because people in California, mm -hmm. I thought would appreciate the OG market. They, they would like the Death Star. They do not. It just doesn't fall into the same profile. Here's, it, you're right. Here, here's the thing, and it comes back to our original conversation too. It comes back to our original conversation too. Is that unless you're dealing with an extremely educated, unless you're dealing with an extremely educated buyer, mm -hmm. that if I show up with a beautiful unit of OG Chem Dog fried ice cream 2.1 oh chem dog i'm not getting the same ticket i'm not oh. maximizing my profits like i am everything supply and demand though right it but comes down like to that too though because like the nostalgia right the classics it's worth a lot right oh yeah but but you to can't very less people you can't sell yes. a sour diesel unit like you can no a way. jealousy unit no way. Ooh, man, that's a good point. Even if you're that's in, interesting. You said, oh, let's all, let me think on that. Let's touch on even that. Even in a New York market because where they love sour. They love, like, no yes. one loves sour more than New York. Jealousy's still going to go for more, doesn't Ooh. it? A million percent. Man. Like, that, like, like double more, probably. See, this is an percent. interesting point. Let me bring this up because I just bought a $600 clone of Sour Diesel from Skunk Tech who's like a big breeder online grower, yeah, right? Yeah. And he's a legit dude. And so I bought a clone uh, of Sour Diesel legit from him because I, as a breeder now, was like, ooh, this is something I would like to breed with. No? Okay, so I mean, yes, raw genetics is giving me the like, maybe you... Are well, not, well, don't know what you're talking about. You we can't can make all your decisions based on what's popular, of course. We've made sour diesel yeah. crosses. I have seeds. What didn't people, you like about it? It's not that I didn't like it. The people on the East Coast that got them yeah. loved it. They hit me up. Let me get more. Yes. You know what I mean? But that's a very narrow audience. The West Coast did so not. So, of course, we want we don't want to leave them out at all. You okay, know, We want to accommodate coast. everybody. But it's just really They're hard. They're still going to have to adapt is my point. At the end of the day, even They're they still going to be forced to adapt. They're the late adapters yes. and they're yeah. close to irrelevancy. Fire so you fire. always want to lead towards the front. And for so you hold on. So touch, let's not. So you're saying that what California's on is ahead of the curve. Always been pretty and much so, been the standard. And, right? and what I'm saying is mm -hmm. none of the classics are considered exotic, so they're all irrelevant. Yeah. Okay. So, man, because that's, even God, like Sunset Sherbert, that's not considered a classic. That's a remix still. So, yeah, and it's tough like, to say that because as a grower, you want to keep those around because you're like in 10 years, that's going to be like you. The, I know you got to just it's not. always the next best. So like so let's ask that. Let me ask that to the room right now. So we got three educated guys. Do you can did you do you constantly kill the old stuff, move on and just have the best new stuff? Is that the game? You go first. I mean, within Raw reason, genetics. you have to stay with what you think has breeding potential if that's what you're looking for. Obviously, we are. Okay. So, you know, I have things like Hollywood Pure Kush, Ghost. 15-year-old cuts. Some older things. I mean, I have Sour Diesel. We yeah. have J1. You know, would you, very good would you? Would you? Would you miss them? No. So <laughs> I, I'm not going to tell about the body language. Because you're answers, like him. You're yeah. like him. And it's a problem because you guys are like collectors and shit. We are. We are. I and mean, I like, have it because and, I respect and at the, it. And they call me the From the connoisseur king. point, you aren't smoking a jar of Hollywood pure kush. I mean, and even nah, if you grew right. some. That's because I can't get my hands on No, well. but would. <laughs> but you know but, what I mean, though. But you let's touch I mean. on that. Yeah. Like you said, would you, would you have... If you had two jars of one of jealousy or something hyped 
fucked up. That's like super. I mean, super new, sober new, yeah. new. versus Hollywood pure Kush. You're right. You would bring the new stuff, man. You're right. Relevant. And it's tough well, because it's popping. People I am. See it. I'm like raw genetics and I, I am. I'm the tchotchke king and I, I hold on to cuts and We're I'm like. do some cleaning out, big dog. Oh, We're man. Gonna clean out some, I'm going to force it's you like to. like pulling off the band-aid. You know? so I'm going like, to force you to like just hack a few. I've killed purple punch. I killed a bunch of stuff that I had <laughs> yeah. sitting around. You know, I'm, I'm getting way better at it. I started this year or no, I started last year with 120 strains and I'm, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm at about, yeah. I'm at about 35 five to 40 now as you're explaining to me you're doing better than me as you're explaining to me about the seeds yeah and how basically we're realizing most of these seed packs aren't even legitimate because they didn't even run the flower it makes me think back to how the tens of thousands of dollars we spent with black leaf not even that the chase every fucking show you would drive me crazy Uh. About, about seeds, but but He's but let's say it's for me too. Probably so, like, most, mo- I'd yo, say at there's least gotta be some gems in there. We gotta for get, sure, like we gotta get some people to but reach out. We gotta explain. just release those to the public and just say, hey, whatever you get back, like explain, Pat Gods, explain, explain no, what I'll you're explain, talking about. Like, though I'm talking like like when we I'm, would like I'm get talking, up early, you know. Give, no, I'm give talking her. like go to Emerald Cup. Yep. Have to go to like ten different booths. We would split up. We had each one a list. One, we had a list yeah. of which booth and like which I, seats. Like I have my family helping. I have like we have like yeah. the whole crew there helping. But the why though? Because if we didn't, yeah, if we leaf. went together, we out. yeah, we wouldn't be able to get what we, we wanted. Be able to get it. We literally got everything. Yep. But we need help popping these motherfuckers. Yeah, Long yeah, we do. And I'm I got hoping, like a hundred thousand dollars worth of seeds, probably. Yeah, and I'm, this I'm I'm chipped in on that pretty good. Yeah. So let's fuck. I got your little those. corner over there. Yeah, let's pop those big dogs. <laughs> I got your pack of seeds. Bro, I got you. We got some fancy looking seeds. Some oh. of those seeds are like a thousand a pack. Bro. Yeah, yeah. We bought. We're not I mean, ta- like for anyone listening. Like we're not talking about like fifty dollars seeds. My man's got expensive fucking taste. <laughs> yeah, $1, thousand, I, I two thousand dollars, and he's like, yo. We need two packs of each. Dude has storage. Yeah. Oh, no. So well, let's stack. not just let's one. stack. Raw Genetics and West Coast and, and even Pack Gods. Let's talk about this. Uh, yeah, I, I only buy two packs. I will not buy. If, if there's only one, they're like, oh, this is my last pack. I won't buy it because I know I need at least 24 C's to try to even scratch the surface of trying to find a keeper of that of that cross. So for him and I found and it also for me it whittles down what you really want to buy because anyone will throw up a 200 bucks or 150 for a pack that they kind of want, but if you're going to spend 600 or 500 or $1000 on two packs, you're going to really make it like I I we need this. Yeah. So that was my thought behind it was two things. We need to find a keeper and we need to, I need, I can't just kind of want the cross. I need to know that we're going to spend a year of time and money to try to find a keeper out of these two packs. What do you think about that raw? Uh, about just, hunting I mean, tw- packs, yeah, 24, or? 24 seeds. Is that, that's a minimum chase. Like what's a minimum chase as a respectable, someone trying to find a keeper, you know? Man, it's tough. I mean, hopefully you can find it in less because the average consumer doesn't pop 24. What seeds. is it? Not what, what, like, I hope that when we walk out of here, it's perfect temperature and there's a beautiful woman walking. What's really going to happen, though? There's probably a shooting on the corner. You know, there's a helicopter. <laughs> but that's like, so So let's touch on this. What, what are we really, What? how many seeds do we got to go through to really find what we want? 
I would say it's it's really going to depend on what you're hunting and what your exposure to hunting is because maybe you and I are used to hunting as many as a hundred of something if yeah. we really want to get into two it. to three packs two to four I would say is my average but just from from doing you know customer service and talking mm-hmm. to the people out there I see people popping two three seeds one, one seed oh. so it's like. <laughs> Found the best keeper out of everything. <laughs> well, you know, and I, I always try to tell him, I'm like, listen, please pop at least half of the pack. You know, you won't I mean? believe like, what I got. <laughs> yeah, it was all keepers. <laughs> hey, you know what? How many did you pop? Three. It really depends on the person and where they are. You yeah. know, it may be. No, nah, they hit you up all so. disgruntled. I, I, hey, I mean, this I, didn't work out. Oh, you definitely hear. I I popped one seed, and that seed did not germinate. I'm like, well, throw me. Do me a favor, please put five in there at least. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if one, I would say okay. you and I talk about no that one pops one are seed. based on your exposure it, all the time. Right, right. It's because, not really based on anything else other than what your current exposure. Right. Because maybe okay. me and West Coast and Blackleaf and Pack Gods, we all get to see a high percentage of what is the rare stuff on the market, mm-hmm. the newest cookies, the newest crosses from like the local LA people, which, you know, we're setting all the trends out here. Other people don't have the opportunity to see that. So they're only seeing Reggie. They're only seeing that. Well, I won't say they're only seeing out. Reggie anymore. They're, right. they're, that's 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 mostly phased out, but you know, you're seeing it's, like, it's, it's, I will say this. They're picking a sub, C grade cut and they're picking a B grade keeper. So, right. so right. big markets are on exotics. Yes. Right. Heavy. Real exotics, though. Heavy. Not real, like exo- real cow yeah, exotics. Yeah, yeah. Not ice cream Big markets cake. Are, yeah. <laughs> Subsidiary <laughs> markets are now getting on exotics. Yes. They're hopping on it. Yeah. The Reggie days, even outdoors. Yeah. I it, only it, smoke it, high it's, end, it's irrelevant. So I don't ever see. I, I, it's I would, irrelevant. I would say it's, it's <clears throat> very few. I, I think can maybe like, you know. Guys that are working construction and shit like that are maybe still smoking. Maybe I just yeah, think of yeah. my childhood and how I used to see Reggie. My, yeah. <laughs> I nah, I mean. And I, we'd be growing those seeds as kids. People, so, you know. people, people got standards now because once you taste something decent, you're like, I don't want the, the other shit. When you a million percent. When you can that. smell that sweet, gassy perfume, and then when you light it up and like halfway through the joint, it still tastes like it was smelling. It's hard to walk away from that yeah. and be like, let's go back to something that tastes like like uh, yeah, people's, smoke. People's standards yeah. are raising rapidly, but uh, but it, according to real flavor, yeah. COVID made everyone a connoisseur <laughs> over they fucking night because the they had a thousand dollar thousand dollars a week yeah. to throw at a hundred dollar eighth. I got now they know all the biggest and best brands and they're fucking top dog smokers. So I mean, I guess my answer to your question falls under the last two questions together because you're asking about the old versus the new and do I buy two packs versus one? Yeah, yeah. Like and what's... so I guess it all kind of weighs together. And for me, obviously, I get a different insight than 99% of humanity because I talk to 90% of the breeders. We buy a lot of your guys' seeds. Mm-hmm. So I know just on talking to raw genetics on a daily basis that if I buy two packs of seeds mm-hmm. from raw that taste was a high uh that taste was highly valued in the breeding process versus if i go to a breeder who i don't know as well i don't know how they valued these things in the process so are they smashing sour diesel to you know whatever mail they're using for what purpose what was their goal if if flavors in mind or if yield is in mind or if i'm trying to generate to a future f2 um what was my goal in those projects? And obviously, 
most people don't give out those insights. So it's, it's right. really tough to figure Hard out. To so like for me, you know, uh, we don't run any sour diesel, but we know, like you guys said about the East coast crowd that, uh, they love those sours. So we run a sour and laters. Um, okay. Which is sour and laters. Yeah. Sour and laters. <laughs> is that for the Oklahoma project that that is out there too. Okay. Um, that also gets pushed out here through Cush clinic every now and then. Okay. Um, that sounds phenomenal. I like sour the and laters. It's it's fantastic. What's it, the cross on that? That is uh, sour dub skittles and now and laters. Ooh. Um, See, and you got skittles in there, so it's relevant, isn't right? It? And that's just brings um, it right back full circle uh, to the talk of a million yeah. percent. So someone There's knows. There's got to be some relevancy along the lines of it. And so, like, while that pheno was selected, you're gonna get great. I mean, it's to me that pheno has candy. the truest sour candy. It really smells like a pack of the sour gummy worms or whatever. It's oh, really got wow. that artificial note. And then the sour and later's the cut. sour and later's cut. Oof, man, I'm gonna have to ask about that after this. Oh yeah, I'll, we'll, I mean, <laughs> we'll talk. Well, uh, we, uh, we got forty one strains in my library. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> well, I actually want to make sure that you give up ten, we and you got get one. It, we got it for raw over here to be used in some other projects. Nice, because, you know, like again, um, I could smoke the sour and later's till the wheels fall off because she tastes good every single hit. Yep. Um, and it still has got that old sour to it that when you talk to some of the guys from the East Coast, they're like, holy crap, old school sour, new school look, like, yep. let's run this. It, But to me, it's not the most favorable growing plant. You know, right. we only release just like Skittles. Skittles are, is a, a hardly man, are they. finicky lady, just like Dirty Sprite, right? Or now and later, or now and later. There so go. there's like two, two of three things, two in there. finicky moms in there, right? Exactly, and she's really sensitive to light. So I, I think if someone were to grow <laughs> sensitive her, sensitive to light, uh, uh, Diva. it's just funny to hear that because it's like, well, that's what you need to live, lady, right? Yeah, you know, ex- come on, girl. Like, but I'm know. also one of those person. If we took her and put her under LEDs, cough, cough, like. Mm. Oh, right, well. that uh, we growers might, choice uh, great yeah. led growers company yeah. That, yeah. shout out yeah <laughs> <laughs> that we unison even <laughs> that we might get some better results on her than us growing her in the strictly hps rooms because i mean if i were just going to be really honest about her the guts of the plant in the hps rooms from about the top foot out of the canopy down are stuff that i'm taking and banging four plus you know, four units and then uh, the top of the plant. Is, so you take pretty so, rough. So, know? so I've like, seen that before. Very sensitive. You get like little uh, pinky nail size buds. It at just the top. looks like, like mass up top buds at the bottom. Yeah. It looks like, like mass down. up top and everything wow. from the quarter of the plant down looks incredible. It's like, it's like it's wow. inverted like it's, PCG yeah. cookies. Yeah. And, and why did you time. say that happened? I think it's because of light intensity. It is and that's 100% what it is because I just had that happen on a few strains that I was using the LEDs. And so some some strains will not. They don't care, and some do. So let's say a Georgia pie, which you, you can go maybe t- – 10 12 inches over the actual canopy top because this is the thing if you don't have an always even canopy sometimes you have to slam it to get the average most of the canopy you might have a couple that shoot out a little taller so those get a little more light because they're 12 inches taller than the rest of the canopy right so i've seen it with those ones where the top of the bud will go very small phenomenally crystallized but very small and then it will squat out 
from there, all big buds. Very interesting. And I'm only seeing it with LEDs now because of how close the intensity is happening. That And see, the Sour and Laters is one of those cuts where I've been meaning to get it over to Raw and to some good. Because I want it. it's one of the things I want to get it a little more exposure around here, too, I think. If it there's some hash of it run and stuff, I think it'll get a really nice name. And, you know, particularly it goes back to the question, because if you know Canopy and I, like we value taste over everything. Yep. And so that we're going to find that if you pick a selection from a Ronin or a raw pack, like I've known and with yourself now and raw dropping something, I know because like, I know you guys. Right. I know how you guys value flavor. So when I'm picking through something and obviously I get to sit here and talk with you guys about stuff. So that gives me another insight. Right. But I know the way you guys value flavor. Right. I don't know the way. Um, Number probably one or two. I mean, if you're going to make definitely. a list, what are the most important things as a grower? I mean, obviously, then know your breeder. Yeah, yeah, that's the and that's kind of where it comes to. If I'm buying one or two packs, kinda. like it, if I don't know anything about this breeder and what they value and and blah blah blah, it's a big risk. Only, You're saying it's a big risk. Likely, I'm not buying anything at all, and especially because that there's so many breeders nowadays that understand taste, value, taste, yield, structure, and a breeder that values taste structure over the weight of things yeah like how much yeah. does it weigh right like how much am i yeah. get? does it test it over 30 percent is what i see uh, a lot of people going for these days is testing but it's a nice for, number i guess no, but nobody cares about testing no yeah. i i mean look at skittles alone skittles it. is in the probably high teens and it is one of my favorite smokes top one to two when, of when all it, time not, yeah and that's like I'll look at the percentage of people who love trop crosses as well yeah uh, i think it outcrosses better than what it is a million percent yeah. uh the truck but uh i you know we've got some guys in the oregon market who specifically get requested to grow trop crosses on repeat whether it's trop cookies or trop cherries and i rarely see a test over 22 but the people who love that uh you know tainted profile. orange peel profile um the burnt orange. I'm the, not into it. Let's let's talk about that. <laughs> that's the why no, burnt but orange. That's why that shit sucks. But that's why the outcrosses. I was, it is what it is. I got no. You, let me back to trade. I got mad love for anyone who loves that taste pot. I got a personal buddy of mine. He loves that that taste pot. <laughs> I, I, I call it the stain. You know, it's I, like a burnt orange. I had a roommate and it's ever smelled a burnt orange peel. That, may, that, that should maybe even be a tangy is is fresh. You cut a you cut a citrus or an orange open, squeeze it in your mouth. Mouth, that's tangy. Take a bite of the this rind. is like yeah, exactly. some weird. That's like this is, this is a black one, right? Yeah, yeah, it's the molded one that they that, that on that's the ground. Fucking hard. Remember when you walk by the orange tree, the one that's green on one yeah, side, and you're like, you don't eat. You're like, you give it to your buddy. You're like, here's it's a fresh orange. Smoke that. Yeah, yeah. Roll Poke a hole in it and put the butt in the top. No, but I mean, let's let's swing back because we never did touch on that. How I met Raw Jeanette. Uh, how yeah, I met Raw. Uh, well, we got because we got we did so get sidetracked. We're very drifty around here. <laughs> <laughs> we got into that, but uh, what uh, talk about the collab you guys got? What you're dropping from the collab, yeah. and then where everyone can get that? When we can expect that? So basically, we reversed Dirty Sprite and we reversed Fruity Pebbles. And we basically, uh, we, we reversed Dirty Sprite, we reversed Fruity Pebbles, and we crossed one to 10 different strains and the other to 12 different strains. And it took a lot of doing because it took, honestly, two full breeding cycles to learn that Dirty Sprite doesn't 
reverse easy. She wasn't reversing, so we had to up. It just was not making any pollen. Yeah, so, it, it reversed, so what did we, we do, Raw? structure. I mean, basically, we just had to switch up, check. What ended up being is we had STS that was on the weaker side, which is kind of my fault. I ordered probably the wrong one, pentahydrate base, so we had to get the one that was in When you collab, space. you can't always, I mean, you, hold, you hope that things go well. Sometimes it's a rocky road to get to the finish line, and that wasn't Raw Genetics' fault. That was we were trying to do something that we were both, you know, and so it was a learning curve for both of us at the same time, and in the end, we just murdered the project out. Yeah. It's awesome, but... Let's explain. No, let's explain the rough because this is with anybody. Yeah. They need to know that yeah, not everything is peaches shit. and cream. Oh, it definitely wasn't. I and mean, no, no, not and every, like literally every I'm learning this like as I go, even with this, this project or literally anything, because I've been saying we're going to do this since 2019. The podcast. Every, yes, yes. Everything is literally an uphill battle. Yes. An entrepreneur with a weight on your like, back. There's not one like I can't think of one project like one situation. I can't think of us putting together a fucking computer chair yeah. where it wasn't like something. Yes. Oh, so they're, like, they don't have that screw in there. That screw didn't but come yeah, in the so, box. So, so <laughs> talk about it, though. How, you know, the things you guys had to kind of get through because the final product is fire. Yeah. The we're, packaging is fire. Yeah, it's looking The great. concept's fire. Even the t-shirt is fire. I'm fine. Fire. I'm looking through uh, cuts. I'm looking through seeds right now and I'm seeing cool stuff. I'm seeing really cool, Fucking I, awesome. you know, so, but, but I'd like to hear it from Raw's standpoint of like what was happening. Cause he's more of the technician on the breeding, but we started to go through the first and, and please explain it. Yeah. I mean, it was a little bit of a learning curve for me as well. We were just getting into making feminized seeds and, uh, you know, at the same time, well, we're doing fruity pebbles, dirty Sprite. I'm parallel. I was doing stuff, French toast and a couple other things. So as it didn't work out for us on one side, I saw the same result on the other side, which was failure. But, you know, all you can do is really regroup. Basically, no pollen. Basically, yeah, they reverse. It's not pollen, an issue with getting the plant to form into a male. Not viable pollen. So, like, we were seeing got stuff. It, we would flick it. dirty Sprite, and you would see stuff explain, come out. Explain that to people that have no clue about the breeding process. Picture, picture. can't you have, like, a where they clip your, uh, they clip your, um, as a yeah, male, yeah, 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 yeah. what is okay. it called, they, uh, I forget what vasectomy the, a vasectomy, <laughs> but you still have product, but it's just not viable product. And yeah, that's basically that's what was happening example. in a breeder is that we were seeing pollen come out and then literally we're breaking down nugs at the end. And I'm like, there's no seeds, man. Yeah. There's so no if you seeds. get dirty sprite crosses, uh, cherish them because they won't be made again. It was definitely quite a challenge. Uh, even when it did make good, robust amount of pollen, the pollen's still not super viable. I mean, we have, and that's why people like, listen, this is a limited drop, you know, and by, by the time this drops, it'll probably be about the same time these are dropping. So, so what'd you guys do to make it work? Uh, basically just had to switch up the dose a little bit, improve the rate that we were spraying at. Um, so the difference between the two things is basically one is just not as concentrated as the other. So, so what did we do? Give them the full rundown, man. The, the, we had to, I, you know, it's a lot of work to be honest. Get technical. <laughs> I mean, as technical as I can get was 15 I just, days before bloom. Oh, you mean like what? The yeah. So let's talk about it. So seeds themselves. Yeah. I want to, I want people to know like what, what I went through and what you taught me so that we can, and we don't got to <laughs> go is, too crazy, but let's talk about it. I would say the hardest part of making the feminized seeds, once you have getting the spray part down is yeah. staggering the plants correctly yes. to actually 
reach the target pollination window. Yep. So for me, and I'm sure plenty of other people, we aim for around day 21 because of the flower time of the average genetics we use. So, so sometime flipping around, the bloom, explain what that is. Day 21 what? Right. So basically the plants that are going to be catching the pollen, you're going to start flower. We're three weeks into flower. You're going to start seeing buds form, pistils, and that's about usually the optimal time to start catching pollen. At least that's what I aim for. There are going to be other people who have different preferences. And if you're running longer flowering genetics, that may vary as well. Okay. But uh, basically the, the hardest part is just getting the right stagger of starting the flower on those and pre-flowering the reverse plants because you want to have those ready, be spraying them for a couple weeks before you start flower, and then you need to spray them for at least two weeks through flower by themselves before you start the process of actually making the seeds. So let me break in and layman it. So I started reversing dirty Sprite and fruity pebbles 15 days before anything else. And we're spraying it every other day. We're spraying it. We're spraying it every other day. Then we flip it to bloom and we go the 15 days, right? Right. Well, from there. So, yeah, you've already been already been spraying for two weeks. And then we flip the dirty Sprite and fruity pebbles two weeks into bloom. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, we already have the other tent set up separately. Yeah. And those tents have all the different strains we chose to receive the pollen from those two different strains. And so you have to have them ready to go. You've got to not get them too big, not have them too small. You've got to have them based on their varying genetics, right to the the correct size to actually (coughs) not overgrow your environment wherever you're doing your breeding at. So, And you have to be able to go back into the room and pull those plants out while they're in bloom and spray them down and then put them back in the room again. Just for a little bit, but yeah, you do have to stay hands-on with them. You can't just put them in the trellis and spray and while they're in the mix of everything. So it, it becomes yeah, a very logistical, twisty, you know, like, okay, here we go. So tents honestly work very well when they're separated and stuff like that. So I just, when we did this, timing is everything timing, for, for feminized tough, reversals. Right? It's the top thing. It's the hardest part. What What was your, how did you feel with trying to organize the timing on that just for you? I know it was your first I'm time. You 18 know, year over. grower. Yeah. And it was very difficult. Uh, I honestly, if we wouldn't have had the two hiccups in the beginning with the STS spray and it wasn't working, I would have been more confident and I think it would have been better by the third run. To be honest, I was was on my last nerve. It was a little bit of a nail biter. So I was like, well, here we fucking go. You know, like I, I just, I, I just had a different feeling about it. So, um, I was really happy when I was seeing full pollen sacks and we put them in the tents and we were able to choose. And even then, though, out of the 12 strains, I think I had 15. And out of the 10 strains of the other, I think I had 15, meaning we had four or five plants of a strain that we still had no seeds in that strain. And so a lot of people are going to be getting seed packs where it's very limited. You know, very some of limited. these crosses, there might be. 50 packs and some of these crosses there might be 150 packs and some of these crosses there might be three packs there's definitely a couple of those yeah and so what's that what's cool though is because you might pie the three packs and you might have the only cross of that ever 
And then it goes into a vault, and we never see it no, again. No, that's hopefully <laughs> what's not going to happen. Kidding. I hope not. I well, hope we pop all the let's touch on <laughs> that. So we're actually going to do a really cool giveaway where the packaging, we did custom packaging because all the names are named after crystals. So we did like watermelon tourmaline. We did uh, moonstone, moonstone, mood ring. You know, like we did because I, like I pictured Love I pictured names. someone walk yeah. into a room, right? Picture and, like and, a row of plants and you're like, what's this? And they're like, yeah. oh, man, that's watermelon tourmaline. That's what I, you have I, to think I, about. A lot of people are into crystals. I love them. I'm a big crystal person. Yeah. And so I and I and this is the thing. Nowadays, you got to worry about not getting sued. You can't call it runs. You Very can't true. call it all these strains. Can't, I mean, yeah, look what we like just that. had. We just saw a big lawsuit happen. So we wanted to go a different route. So with that, we did custom crystal packaging. And, you know, with anything, it starts with this crazy idea of like, let's get a real crystal and we'll drill yeah, a hole yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. And then you're going to get a crystal. So the seeds are charged. <laughs> that is where it started at. And then I started <laughs> oh, realizing I, I, like 2000 packs of seeds times 15 or 20 dollars per pack. Oh, and I'm wow. running the number and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, customized in Antarctica. Yes. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. The vial of, <laughs> of water. Yeah. The water that you get yeah. to put the seeds in is actually glacier water. The air. See, I had some cool shit. ideas, man. I won't lie. I had some interesting ideas. Some really but good ones. Yeah. Oh, well, glacier water. Can you imagine yeah. that you get the vial of the crystal and then the next crystal is filled with the water from a glacier and you get to be you, like the know, Bobby Boucher. Like, good, right. Yeah. Drink them. <laughs> drink but them. basically, we, we came up with a really cool. Yeah. We came up with a really cool custom crystal packaging and what it is is it's this dope little all cut out die cut acrylic crystal packaging and it has all of our brands represented yeah, looks great and what we're gonna do is we're doing a dope giveaway where we did dirty sprite times dirty sprite okay we're not even gonna sell those we're gonna put the 20 packs we have we're gonna do the giveaway. They're so, super limited. I think there might only be like fifteen. Honestly. So there you go. So it's like if you get in on that, if you jump in on the contest and get lucky enough. And how to do win, you win though? I mean, you, you're gonna have to take the packaging around. Hopefully, maybe you're the adventuring type. And you I wanna, plan to win. Yeah, we'll see. I know a couple people who are already so take planning some, to what, go take out. Photos but it's a with picture the packaging. of yeah. the packaging. Yeah, not. I'm the not worried. I know you're gonna find the fire. packaging. Yep. So gets, the dopest photo with the packaging. Whoever buys the packs of seeds. Get seeds that will not be released to anybody else. And we'll also get... We have all these seed packs who, who do, that are... Who do they got to tag? They're going to have to tag Black Leaf, Leaf Raw, Raw Genetics. And I'll, and post the photo. We're going to repost. Novelties. Raw, yeah, yeah. Raw underscore novelties. I mean, Instagram makes it so difficult. It's got three underscore. of them. Yep, Black Leaf underscore. And we'll, and we'll, we'll have posts about it. And we're really yep. going to amp it up. But yeah, I want to see that seed packaging in some cool shots. And they're what also going to get the, uh, you know, there's always one or two random did, seeds left over through did, the packaging process. Yes. So we're going to be adding those into the different box sets that people can win. It's going to be expensive. I mean, realistically, it's a couple thousand dollars worth of seeds for well, each person. It's going to be wins. well worth and, taking and a then, picture. And then you're dropping the T-shirt. Yeah. So on top uh, of that. Yeah. yeah so the concert tee, right? Yeah. We're going to do a concert tee. So I, the I, T-shirt's dope. I love that. I love it I too. I got one of those. And so what it is, is it's a, the top is, it's really cool. Go on the Instagram and it's a baggie similar to like how you used to get product the old herb. school ziploc yeah the old the school ziploc days. baggie and on it it says like world God, tour but it's raw good. genetics times black leaf precious gems because that's what we're calling this drop this I like is that. i honestly the precious think gems tour yeah, yeah. and and oh, you know why that, that is i mean yeah some gems in there exactly in the people are Years. buying unearthed gems and you're Years. gonna you're gonna reverse put it in the earth and find a gem I, but yeah i know most of the stories <laughs> of you keeping these gems safe. Yeah. 
And it's pretty funny. I hide them. That's for another. Uh, I tuck them Another away. episode, though, for sure. Yeah, hidden. But gems. you've you've kept the gyms alive, like like children. Yeah. Oh man, I mean, seeds is the lifeline. Like like, like pets that never die. Yeah. Bra- Raw sat down a couple times, and we've gone through old stuff I've had. Where I'm like, oh, look at this, look at that. Look so at much this. classic, just like classic stuff. Tons of old school stuff. Things that people aren't ready to have come back yet. Some of it, yeah. But you know, things that you want to keep around. You don't want to lose the genetic potential. You know? <laughs> well, let's talk about that. I mean, what's the next level of that? Obviously, tissue culture. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I mean, the proper way to like stow away the classics and then like keep like your your operating space and that. And then there's also uh. You there's a way to freeze. So they tissue culture, and then what they do is they cryogenically freeze the genetic because one of the are, biggest are people people doing that right now. Not right? yet. That's like that's going to be the next. I because see like that's storage. That's true storage. The person I see the most that I kind of look to is Compound Genetics. Yeah, he's, at he's the, doing this. Thing. He's crushing it, man. He and really he's is. Really stowing away the current relevant staples. Yes. I'm seeing with node labs and a few other people. But what's, what's interesting is, is so is that what you're talking about? Or that's, yes. a, that's, that's the future of that. No, like, they're TC and regular. They haven't okay. gotten to that okay. yet that I know of, but, right. but they are going that route where they right. just entered Zushi. This is the yellow Zushi cut that. got entered into I TC at, uh, I think node labs is, I'm pretty sure it's node labs, but Mike Hydro, who is the TC guy for jungle boys, He's pretty, it's cool to follow him too. His page is Mike Hydro. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, this is the big thing and I'm going to put a million dollar idea out there, right? I'm going to say billion dollar idea is that. Oh shit. Don't give him too much. Someone like us, when I met Raw, I thought, wow, he's got all these crazy cuts of all these OGs and all this stuff that's old school. If I had 50 grand to 100 grand to throw at a project right now, I would hire somebody to teach me to basically cryogenically freeze and TC, tissue culture, these cuts. Because what you could do is, I've talked to somebody about this, and what you would do is dedicate a room. You'd have to have a backup generator because that thing could never turn off. So if, God forbid, the power at the house turns off, that thing has to always stay on. But there's a way to basically start to catalog these strains. And you become a place where 15 years from now, if a breeder like Compound Genetics would like, man i would love to breed the original hollywood pure kush i would love to breed that dirty sprite from 30 years ago you have it in your lab what would that cut so go you're f- like a library essentially there you go what would that cut go the for genetics library let's say Molboro wanted to come to you and they wanted right. a cut of white widow from 1998 and they were like hey we want to yeah. run that what would that cut go for one million dollars i mean tomorrow. honestly though but like you, you're you're able. But I mean, even as raw genetics, you're able to basically access a library of cuts that you can't get any. So now you're you're able to go somewhere and say, I'm able to breed anything I want now. I just got to have the bankroll. That's the next wave, in my opinion. That's that's where I come I definitely, in. I mean, I definitely think we're going to see tons of genetics libraries. Yeah, come come online. Yeah, I'm, just, it's a just bit, vaults, millions banks, of dollars, I guess. Right. Look at look at the like. What does that do for you? What would that do for you? I mean, I think it's an amazing thing. I mean, if I was able to have access to something like that, then yeah, it would be extremely valuable. But just looking at it would be how for sale. rare that would be right now, or if you 
trying to set that up for yeah. yourself. Five gonna, grand a cut, and they'll bring it back to life for you. Five thousand dollars, and they'll bring any cut back. To, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. I mean, like, is this a place where I can just go and acquire genetics yes. for a high price, or like they housing my genetics? You know, like both. I want to keep. You know, both. I mean, they, I they, they'll me, verify something if it's worthwhile, and they house it. But let's say that it's a big like company, almost and, like a like if Philos had done it right, like, yes, or like a legit Philos if yes. Philos had done it right, yeah. I mean, it would be great, but Had I just ethics. wonder what the cost of that would be. And uh, also, like, you can't expect assume your you have unlimited to be safe. money. Yeah. Assume okay. you have unlimited money. Assume your genetics are safe. <laughs> okay, but let's like put a spin <laughs> on it fantastic. and say, let's put a <laughs> saves me unlimited space. I can focus. Yeah, on, but like, let's put a spin on and say tomorrow, it's let's not, let's say it's not for you. It's, it's for I'm I'm going for the pharmaceutical companies and I'm going right, for yeah. people Say that like for I'm public. not going for the small guy. I want a check that's one hundred and fifty thousand that you guys aren't going to put up. So I'm going to build when a the bank. European role. Union tries to invest in someone and they're going to need the original strains. Kind yeah, of like what you're saying. Yeah, Big or just whoever. Out. But I'm I'm talking to investors who the guy just sold <laughs> I, I, I a billion dollar. Pro. I think it's far out. Yeah, that's it is. I but agree. but when do you start that? You start it far out. Oh, of course. Somebody's probably you jump the hurdle before the hurdles come in, though. We're seeing we're seeing a lot of tissue culture labs come online. I just think the storage of strains, because look what we're already losing. I mean, we've lost a like skunk. Skunk is gone, man. You know, presidential Kush is almost gone. We've almost lost it a few times. It's well, so well to say to say it's gone as far. But, you know, the world's still connected. Yeah. But what have you seen that reminds you of presidential Kush recently? Just because it's Nothing. not relevant, just well. But I haven't seen anything different. like that's it though. Different. Yeah, uh, well, that's, so that's just fifty-five day Afghani. You bring it back to breeding, and now that, you do make something that's the next hype. That was so different. That times you know. jealousy, right? Boom. Just so you take true. the old with the new, and that's the thing is that everyone wants to disregard the old, but when you take but the no, old that, times the new, we're talking about President Kush. We're yeah. not talking about well, that's that reinvention. We're not talking too, about yeah. uh, Durban poison, yes. or. Death Star. You're or right. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're talking J-1. about President Trump. Different. Yeah. Different. That's a OG Kush that is like different. Really different. Yeah. And the days. So But there's some there's a place for cataloging. I honestly no, absolutely. but I am a collector, so to. I battle that where there, I'm always thinking there's that. a fine line. I guess my answer might show my age a little bit, but there's a fine line between cataloging and you know, I kind of have one of two theories. One is that if you like something but don't really want to hold on to it, you know, if you're not going to be growing it, and if you're in a breeder's perspective, take your mail you're currently using and breed with it, for example, sour diesel. No reason to grow sour diesel, in my opinion, anymore, based on no. the square foot. Like, there's... Uh, no. Why? Like, explain why, though. Okay. I, like, yeah, so that. I was just going to kind of run it back, essentially, is, like, if I'm a cultivator, any from small to medium size. The only reason, small, medium, or large size, the only reason I could conceivably want to grow sour diesel is for my own personal interest. Because if I were in it for the yield, there's something that yields more. If I were in it for ease of growth, 80 days, days, 70 days, you know. If I were in it for ease of growth, there's way easier things to grow. If Mm -hmm. I were in it for bag appeal, there's way easier things. If I were in it for taste, I could get something as easy as a mimosa or a trop if I wanted to go very easy. So where is its place then? Then exactly to me. Where is its place? Why are you keeping it? So use a male, and instead of keeping it using your nutrients, your water, your space, your square footage, everything, keep it in a seed form instead of a clone form. Oh, okay. So that to me is I like that. So that to me is the power of a lot of those things. What do you think about that, Raw? Uh, 
I definitely agree. I mean, at the end of the day, you just can't keep them all. I have, okay. I have had way too many to count, and I have a ton of crosses just, I'm like, they're in the vault that way. Like he said, like Wesco said, I can now at least have the genetics for later. But uh, so what do you do? You ask you ask one of them. You basically in cross sometimes themselves or like what would, when so, you say you want to so keep the, the genetic- example I would give uh-huh. because we just did it is uh, we didn't want to keep pineapple Pez around. Yeah. OK. Great. strain. Um, great. What I've heard. Great strain. Yeah. It just it's for a commercial trait. We've used it in a bunch of breeding and stuff like that. And frankly, we're going through a bunch of the crosses right now and liking the offspring for commercial real pineapple terps, real pineapple terps. Wow. Um, particularly the outcross I'm liking the most, but we're seeing a lot of herms in it Oof, is yeah. the, the Martian fruit, which is mod banana, which is GMO banana OG uh, pineapple Pez. Uh, I mean, the, the we only and this goes back to a question we did earlier. How many seeds do you need to hunt? We've done 25 seeds, and we only have four girls that haven't harmed. Wow, okay. So it's so not like that, we're going to... That a hard hunt. You're we're gonna have not, to work it's hard. not yeah. like we're going to have a lot of selection to go through anyways. Good so. things are usually hard to find, so I, I'm. we'll see what... I think you're going to find some gold. Yeah. Or and, a diamond. And so, yeah, I mean, and then frankly, and we're at the end right now, and someone just called me, it was like, one of the phenos doesn't even smell. Ugh. So yeah, that's a t- oh god! You're like oh, it's got bread. Burp. And what's funny is it? What's <laughs> it funny like is it? It's probably the best looking one. That's oh, always 100%. the one. You, you It's know like this is the is, look at this. Oh yeah, it looks insane, and it has zero terps. It's yeah, just yeah. You if you knew nothing about the terps on any of those plants, you would pick it 100 percent based on structure. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, like for me, like putting the pineapple pez on ice. Okay, well, so we're playing with a sin mint male right now. Mm-hmm. So I know that playing with sin mint. Skittles cross and pineapple Pez by repairing um, cinnamon, Skittles, cinnamon, pineapple Pez that I can always refine what I'm looking for in something similar to the pineapple or something similar to the Skittles. So that's yeah. kind of my philosophy. On I, I mean, Skittles times anything pineapple. That sounds insane. Like, I mean, if you can add some potency to that, if you could somehow throw that at a triangle cush or I mean, or a, uh, something that would add some potency to that, maybe even a wedding cake that would add structure and I'm potency. Sure yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and that's honestly, that's to touch on our project. That was one of the most things I was excited about was Dirty Sprite times wedding cake, because one of the things Dirty Sprite lacks a little bit is structure as far as it's beautiful. It's this crazy looking flower, but to throw some chunky big fat nugs on there yeah. like what wedding cake she gets brings big. i mean the dirty yeah. sprite it gets big buds she's it does. a little finicky yeah so the wedding cake would definitely so back to oh. our original question bit. i'm buying two packs of that yeah okay hell yeah <laughs> you know, well i mean, I mean even pop G- one to keep gmo or? as well the gmo Don't dirty worry. sprite was gonna be crazy yeah i mean big G- if you like gmo gmo anything is you know yeah you're exactly. gonna get good hash making plants typically Fruity Pebbles GMO, that's going to be insane. The amount of the size, because Fruity Pebbles for me is a two, two and a half pound light uh, per light plant. So to throw GMO on there, I think there's going to be phenos you find that are going to be three pound, you know, straight. And to go from that gassiness to that fruitiness of the Fruity Pebbles. Oh, wow. And the color too. Yeah. Oh, man. Like we were saying earlier, purple is very important for people. Everybody wants purple. I know people who won't even take it if it's not purple yeah so 
I mean, Dosido. What do you think about Dosido? Because that's one of the ones that crosses I'm excited about too. Is Dirty Sprite times Dosido? Well, I personally am a huge Dosido cross fan. Me too. And I like the almost uh, savory, salty note that Dosidos can bring, as I, I call it. I have a jar of black Dosi, which is uh, we call it black Dosi for black leaf, but it's the Dosido 18. Yes. I mean. I was so impressed with the 18 because I love the classic Dosido, and this is so different, but still so good. Yeah, here, take a look at yeah. this. I'm passing a jar of the I call we call it black dosi for black leaf because when I really dial it in, it has almost like a black silver tinge to the buds, almost like the classic Just fantastic tri coverage on this. Yeah. And and when you break it up and smoke it, it it really brings the classic dosi flavor, but with way more gas. It's awesome. If you know, if anyone's tried the uh, Dosi 18, I just we just trimmed some up two days ago, so it's super fresh. No, it but looks great, though. Man, it is roll one up, man. It is phenomenal. Yeah, it's a great stream. Right From Green Dragon, honestly, I got the cut. The complex, so like, and this is where it comes back to dealing with mm -hmm. uh, Pat God will, I'm sure, echo my thoughts on this, is dealing with uh, educated buyers versus just uneducated buyers or people who are trying to max margins out on certain things. They're just totally different people. And uh, Oh, yeah, totally different people. They're totally different people. And so, uh, but someone who appreciates, so for example, a really a perfect unit of OGKB 2.1. Okay. I think is like a unit you would get a huge amount of variation on depending on where you brought it. Oh. I think in some places, just because of an uneducated buyer, I don't think there's going to be any way you crack more than 2,800 or, you Cause know. what's the nose on like an OGKB? It's very <laughs> dosy like. Okay. Dosy and OG. Cookie-ish. Very cookie, but no color. I mean, not no color. There's just purple flakes on the end. Uh, the nugs are never huge, very cookie like. Would like, you say like when you're Scotty? Yes. And mm -hmm. would you say when you're going after that or like a Girl Scout, you're kind of you know what you're going for. It's not something that you would like you're saying now the purples. Everyone's like, oh, purple, because well, I still I love that classic cookie ish. You know, that's a debate, too, is is classic cookie. Oh, phenomenal. But where, I like the where is it And is there uh, there's a two different versions? There's the funky and then the sweet. Which cookie do you like? I feel like? like the closest to access to cookie I have right now is like Gary Payton. I mean, I have cookies. Well, like to a, a biscotti. Cookie. Or a biscotti, right? Biscotti. Like, but the blue it, cookies. Uh, oh, we got, well, we obviously But have from a bunch cookies, of them. though. From oh, cookies. Oh, what's, I, they don't grow they any don't cookies. Grow what's anymore? the cookie? Where's none? It's in the, just a name. The closest, I think, is Gary Payton and biscotti. 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 But they gave up biscotti. They Because when they broke from Connected, that was. They, they still do what? No, gelati, right? They still do gelati. No, but I think biscotti is closer oh, to a true cookie than the gelati. I don't yeah, know, the biscotti's got this. I don't think any note. of them are I, close to a cookie. The motor I mean, breath in it, yeah. you know, so you see a little bit of the kim come out. Yeah, of it. But and I, you can taste it in the Georgia pies, actually. Too. Yeah, the yeah. Georgia pie is nice. That one's what uh, gelati Cushman. So right. I, I actually can taste bubba. motor breath. In you can. The, you get that and the bubba. Yeah, who sure. who bred all those? Who bred the Georgia pie? Who That's bred the gelati? Right there, gelati too. Uh, no, no, dough. Man, I do not know his Instagram name off the top of my head. Oh, Mr. it's like, no, I know. Mr. We will discuss this. Uh, I, I showed here, West Coast who it is before. Um, he hold made on, the, hold I believe, on. the biscotti I, I and believe the gelati. I saved the guy's page. And I think he made Gushers, too. 
if I'm not mistaken. Wasn't it's Gelati. Gelati. He's definitely he's, he's yeah, definitely, it's Mr. Bis- it's like it's Mr. Claiming Gelati. Mr. Gelati. Yeah, it's Mr. Gelati. That's on like Instagram. his cousin or his, yeah. his family or his uncle. I think. It's Mr. and Miss Gelati. He posts some outrageous yeah. stuff too. So no, yeah. but that's that's no, and that's legit. He said that on the last. It's under episode. his profile. I follow him because I remember yeah. now that you say that. No, we had a uh, sure money who is Return of the Gelato Kid, uh-huh. and he had some really cool breeding projects he did with Karma Genetics, man. He uh, mm-hmm. supplied some of the the last breeding project that Karma did. Uh, Return of the Gelato Kid had supplied some of the Cali strains for that, and uh, they were pretty cool, man. They like he. Yeah, no, I actually goes, have the crosses in my library. I was nice. like, it was called the Zowers. Okay. And I bought, I was like, I have those. And I literally went home and popped them that, that <laughs> night. So wow, that's fucking sick. Yeah, right. I took a picture and tagged him. Shout out to him. Yeah, yeah. He That was a great interview. And, and that, that'll become before this so people will yeah, know, yeah. have listened Absolutely. to that. That was an awesome one. Yeah, he's a super Absolutely. nice guy. I've chat with him a few times yeah. too. Yeah, great guy. Oh, great and and responsible for the blue shirt. Yep, right? yes, and a sir, lot of yes, fire, sir. man. We mm-hmm. we had a bunch of fire packs out, and we were smoking the from Zitos. all of them. And oh. the Zitos is talking about cheese. Yeah. If cheese is relevant, it's in the Zitos. Yeah, Zitos. The is way they brought back. out Zitos, the cheese in the Zitos yeah. is like a funky like. Skittles just Daytime. is like that cherry on top of everything. Yeah, yep. honestly, if you like Skittles, then it is a. I like it. I'm a that's fan. my You're next. See a lot more coming up. That's my next project to stow away for myself. Is literally, I want to take some of my favorite strains and just hit it with Skittles reverse, and then I just mean, take I, it all. I, in. I wish you were still just running rooms of Skittles, just all. Yeah, Skittles. So I've had some offers where people are like, "I'll pay you five thousand a unit, and all you got to do is run Skittles, and I we'll put it. it under our other brand, not you know, not under Black Rush bags of Skittles, man." But like, people have offered me that, and I'm like, man, it's such a not fun to strain grow. It is really so. Not brutal to grow as far as like you know not to say it's everyone some people like oh it's not that hard you know (laughs) but like it compared to other things that we just murder out that like to like a georgia pie cross oh to like like, honestly anything how about any of the banana punch or mimosa stuff it just like it's plug and play they just run those things just run away they get yeah it just it's like i said it just plug and play yep and then, and you know, and then you go to OGs, which are more difficult as well. That go down that path where your watering cycle is probably your most important. You know, oh yeah, you yeah. can't yeah. overwater. You got to really establish the root zone with those. That was a difficult thing for me to not not difficult to learn, but it just I can only monocrop OG. I can't play with OG with other strains in the same trays, and I had to learn that quick. They don't get and, along. And well. here's the thing about all that stuff. Like uh, back to what we were talking about with the mm-hmm. variation of how far an OGKB would go. I would yeah. say just like an OG would be just the same way for me in terms of depending if it was on your A game or your A game where you came to me and said West Coast, you know, like what what's max, what's max out we can look on like on this. Um, I would say depends on where we go. It's the most variation versus like if you're handing me a jealousy, right? So you're because- saying that that some strains like a biscotti or cookie, there's, there's certain areas that they want that. And they'll pay that, but but versus I think a it's jealousy, more an educated everywhere. buyer, right? Yeah. So, like for me to show you a pound of hardcore OG, everything is <laughs> uh, quarter sized, you know, buds know. the whole way through, super consistent, tastes super bomb. There, if I show up to someone, their max they're giving me is twenty eight hundred because there's no color. It even though it's super consistent in size uh, and everything like that, yeah. And then, the but color if problem. someone, <laughs> well, but someone, oh. if I show up to an educated person like Pat God, yeah, Pat God's gonna uh, be, 
Well, uh, oh, well, see, exactly. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying he's not educated, but I'm saying he has a market that's demanding the same thing that everyone else is demanding, and well, that's the issue. Is that he's well, not so, gonna buy stuff that like that as well, right? Because there's a certain specific request, like. Okay, you said, it, but it's a it's specific from, request, right? So, like, if it's from some random grower who has the cut, mm. and it's in just a turkey, yeah, yeah. But if it's got West Coast Cure bags and it says Hardcore OG on it, right, and it's sticky and fresh and loud, it's going for top dollar. Okay, still, yeah, okay, it will. It, it just it's got to be what they call it. What is it? Yeah. yeah. What is it? A, a big thing about, I'll tell you a big thing about it, it being it is freshness. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah. A million percent. <sighs> Nothing like fresh herb. But Nothing. first, it's got to be it. Yeah. Meaning like, so the brand it checks off all the boxes. Play. It's potent. Yeah. It's sticky. It's cured right. It's trimmed right. And it's the right strain. And it's branded by the right brand because you're talking about a company that's known for that cut. It's got to be. Even corny shit will sell as long as it's fucking it. So okay, if you've you know, never it, heard it, of the you, brand, so funny when you me. smoke that shit, mm-hmm. if it's burning right, it's tasting like it looks. The bag is loud, like, and it checks out. It's it's it. It just sells itself. Yeah, it's like going back to being like, yo, this is this is drugs. Like, what you want more of, of it? Like, what, you smoke it, and you're like, I want to roll. What strain one of, of black right leaves now. is it for you? Um, the, the, the more relevant, the runs, he likes the new stuff, but I thought, but not, not really. Cause like Skittles, how long I remember, you know, all the way back five five years ago, zips zips of it from from greener for the low depths. It's tasting like straight candy. I'm trying to think what you used to like us smoke up. You used to smoke a lot of flow. But we 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 consider we, yeah we stay Way consistent back. with all that. We're talking I mean? about ten years ago no, or just, nine years ago, probably. I, I don't DJ think I've ever even flow. smoked flow. Oh yeah, I mean I I, I like know what it is. It's one of the original purples, yeah. like real purples. I, I used to kill it with flow, man. Go, I used to only there was a decade where I only ran three strains, crushed it. Because this is my thought: indica, sativa, hybrid. I had golden goat as my sativa. Massive two two and a half pounds. Why are you bringing that back? I haven't seen that out of you. Honestly, I was thinking about bringing it back to breed with, but then I decided that. <laughs> well, you know, everyone laughs. Get this but guy going. Man. I How just, much space do you have to hunt? I mean, <laughs> what if you took golden goat and bred it to Skittles? It may be a banger. It may be. Sounds like some more burnt orange. Okay, so really? the way I mean lemon because no. like so it really comes no. down to how far do you want to hunt on something? Yeah, exactly. Well. Because the way I used to think about crosses, it's like, oh, well. who are you breeding for? Am I breeding for the public or am I breeding for myself? And that's right. the big question because right. that answers everything, right? A lot of the next project I'm doing is for myself. I'm doing skittles to everything in my garden just for fun, so I can have everything back stock, so that when I go into my next big rec garden and they say. What do you want to do? You want to pop some seeds? I can go straight to the Skittles times everything and be like, yep, yeah, this is what we're popping. Because the best brands and the biggest hype stuff is all Skittles crosses. And like, I, I'm going to be honest, I, mean, I love that's them. That's the current. That's the right current. now. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. taken off wave. again. 100%. And that times everything else that I love. I mean, come on. Fire times fire is fire. So, so, so that Science. technically wouldn't be for yourself because exactly. that would be relevant enough for everybody. 
the end result will get to everybody. What would be but for yourself is if you. But there's going to be a whole crowd of people yeah. who are not go in on go skittles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because know like the heavy, su- like uh, so. I I have a friend who's super in on just lime green OGs and sours. He does not want to smoke anything. Yeah, else. there are those out here, but that's the rarity nowadays. It, it is rare. Forty but plus, thirty five plus. What? Age range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. You're the, 100% the sour, right. It's, all the sour it's the, the older cats that grew up like, out here that grew up growing. Uh, cat, people that. 30 and under don't even know about that. Or it's, care it's about it. phased out. No. No, which, they don't which care. Which goes back to your question yeah. of do you keep shit around? And I said the answer might show my age. And for me, it's no. Move forward. And especially, like, I'm not yep, nostalgic right. to sour <laughs> diesel in any way. So, for me. Or haze. Uh I'm nostalgic mm. to Hayes, as I said. It made, See, so but I, I don't keep it around Hayes. at all. I remember Hayes behind this. So well, no. I don't keep it around because I couldn't sell a gram of it if I fucking. I mean, if my life depended on. Yeah. It. Exactly. So like, I would want to grow it. Into like, no interest. I, Who wants to grow it? I actually enjoy smoking it every once in a while if yeah. you find the right. But how stuff. many joints though? One. Yeah, so. <laughs> and that, so say yeah. I smoked some J one and some Acapulco the other day. It was enjoyable. That's it, though. <laughs> That's like, all you need. Maybe like one every two weeks. Yeah. Your, <laughs> that, that your, your, your throat 10 minutes later. It, it's like, like a special. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like if you're going it. to a barbecue like kind of deal. Like or for me, like I know that's when I would use it, like going out or to the beach or barbecue or something like that. I'll yeah. smoke an OG while I go. Well, and that's the yeah. issue is that we can't you can't go towards the one out of every 50 consumer or one out of every 20 or bank on the guy that man i've been smoking for 30 years and i love stuff that's from old and school so we, we i think we've come yeah, to a you decision can't build a brand around no that. and we've come to a decision i think amongst us that you got to stay with the new and that not to say the old's irrelevant well, but you can't you can't keep it around because there's only so many places in the garden and let's all face it the yeah. time you consume the most is when you're the youngest yeah, yeah, that's and, true. And, and the, the highest rate, the like, like, like for people in the business, it's a little bit different because the access. Boom. But yeah. age range, huge, huge thing. You're right. Everybody I know that isn't in this business past twenty five is a very seldom smoker, unless you're really, really in maybe the business. once at night or right. a once a couple times a month. Yeah, maybe my dad. I pulled a joint out one time and we took a hit each. And, That's he held, it. and he held in his hit and I went to hit it again and shit. And he looked at the joint and he's like, you're going to smoke that whole thing. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I've heard my, that my pop so many times. Shit. I was yeah. like, well, I mean, where's it going? You know, like, yeah. and we were in Jamaica <laughs> on vacation. I mean, if yeah. there's any time to smoke the whole joint, it would be right <laughs> then, <laughs> you yeah, know, but fuck. full. Di- yeah. He was like looking at me like, yeah. like I was about to jump off a like bungee jump re- without a cord. Like, oh <laughs> my God. Like, you know, and there was like a bunch of Jamaican guys trying to sell us mixtapes. So my dad took a big inhale of a golden goat joint, held it in as long as he could. Right. And I was like, and then blew it out all slow, like an old guy. And then all these guys started rushing up to us because they could smell the herb. And it was, it was fire. It was was some straight homegrown golden go. And they all want trying to sell mixtapes. And my dad got all nervous and he was all high. And so he, his next thing I know, I look to the right. My dad's like three blocks down and off a highway, like just walking down the road, like with his head down. And I was like, we're supposed to be going this way. He just got all (laughs) nervous and just walked away. (laughs) It's like, this is crazy. That's a sativa for you. That's yeah. why not many people want to fuck with sativa. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they, it's they too paranoid. We were in the water. Right. I said, Dad, stop holding it in. Well, you got a whole joint. You can take as many hits as you want. 
He he. No matter what, every hit gets held in to the. And then as long, and I was like, you don't got to hold it in. He would still hold it in. Old old cats are funny with that, right? Well, and I guess it translates all the way back to like the celebrity brands, and all of this comes back through because let's talk talk about that. uh, Well, what celebrity brands? Like, what do you when you say that? You mean let me translate the whole thought here. I guess is that. You've got the young cr- young crowd that we were just talking about, and they definitely smoke the most. And they want they, Zaza. They buy the Exotics. most, right? Yeah. And, yeah, they buy the most. They spend the most money. And, like, your brand, back to catering out of the 1 in 50 and these celebrity brands, you can't live on catering to my dad who's going to come in once every eight weeks and buy something and your brand is just not going to be able to live on that exactly buys a quarter or an eighth or something like that you're, people you're, are catering to someone who comes in once a month and buys an eighth versus the guy who's coming in every, every other day buying every, a quarter buying a quarter or a half right? ounce and, or, yeah. and exactly and you could see the stray of that in the industry of people who are scared to commit to the people who are actually buying the product which shout out to kush clinic is why i think they do so well yes and and they back boutique growers that know what they're doing and they know like this is the thing i've seen them actually back some growers that he don't even have a lot of hype behind them but when i tried the product i was like this is really good yep and that's the key is you have to think for yourself in this industry and that let's go back to that education who's educating the buyers Who's who's at, who's who is supposed to be educating these people on what's fire? Like, where do you go for that? I guess a podcast like this, order a West Coast Connoisseur's page. Say, maybe you follow West Coast Connoisseur, or, or your honestly, <laughs> or hopefully your favorite grower kind of shed some Shit. light on what you should be looking That's for. Me. I mean, I mean, times are a little different now, but yeah, it's 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 like anything. Who do I follow? Edu- education. I follow comes, you guys. But what do you think, Pat Gods? Education comes to experience. Yeah. You got to like try shit. You got to so do. So the buyers form your opinion. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, so, I, I mean, the best education I think you could get is, is take a trip to Cali and go to some shops or, yeah. or go to, you know, come there you in, go. Get, get hooked with Kush Clinic. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the, delivery, the you best know thing I mean? you can do is yeah. expose yourself to more. And I mean, go see some shows. There's Black, a lot of shows that go down. Black yeah. Leaf will echo it as much as I do is. We buy shit from everyone, and that's what it fucking takes. Is I would say I I, I just recently spent I had I spent six hundred dollars on flour from a, a I'm gonna all out it man I went to Lemonade and I went to the new one that opened up and I was so excited because I was like this is such a dope store man they painted it so dope with the different colors all and I bought all the hypedest stuff on the shelf and I would say. Out of six strains, two of them were good, and the rest were just mediocre. And then one or two I got duped on real good. Um, one of them was actually greenhouse that was in like high end packaging. I bought it. I thought it was indoor, but not nothing to say. So I just I, it, so it was tough because even for an educated yeah. buyer, it's tough even for me. And so what I did was I put up a review, and the amount of people that came out of the woodwork to say, "Dude." I love that you actually, I'm going to go try that tomorrow. I, I love that. Do, do you, what? And then they start asking questions about flower they've seen. Have you tried this? What did you think about it? Did you, yeah. you know, they, people, there's people a need big help. demand. No, people need help yeah. because everyone's working hard. Yes. Times are obviously not the best 
especially for California. Can you imagine two hundred dollars an eighth, eighty dollars an eighth for really good stuff? Can you imagine two being, being a top consumer and the modern market of Instagram, especially if you didn't grow up through the show days of. Like, just imagine being a new Instagram consumer. You don't go through Coma vs. Cali Outdoor and some of these crazy Instagram events and all this stuff that goes down. You don't know any of this stuff from the past, right? You're fresh off the block. Instagram to the day is new. You don't know about any of these previous beefs or anything like that. You have got to be totally overwhelmed as a consumer entering Instagram. And, and yeah. just starting to build up your stuff. You just, you got to have no idea where to go. Imagine just being dropped off a plane, barely understanding the cannabis market, and then thinking like, oh, I've been told I can make my way through Instagram and seeing this brand does this, and then you'd just be lost. It is very confusing. I think you just got to cling on to someone that you know, just like with anything, like this guy knows what he's talking about, so I'm just going to watch what he's doing right now. And, yeah, uh, it's just you like know. anything. Yeah, and that's why, honestly. Consistency. That's why I shout out again at the Kush Clinic and your page, West Coast Chronosaurs. And then honestly, I, I, I put up reviews on Blackleaf a good amount of times. I don't go crazy. Usually, honestly, if you see me buy something and then I don't review it, chances are it was not good because I try not to put people on full blast. So I just right. won't talk about it. I'll just move on with right, my and life. Like, you know, business is business. Uh, you can't. Yes. Anybody in business that's doing big business um you can't have your hand on the pulse yep you know you can't have your finger on the every single pulse and that's something i'll confess time. so I, it, it, as long as someone's striving to, to do better and make it better and make the experience better then that's all we can ask for but for the california consumers i will say and just for nationwide consumers i will say uh people need to share and review more yeah just as a community so that, you know, we need a nap. Well, well, just so that th there can be the divide and people can really make that say for the for themselves as a whole as to either it's a hey, that's not worth the money or yes, this is worth the money. It, yeah. Yeah. From the consumer side. And, you know, like back to what Blackleaf said, the hardest part across is. It, it's like I said earlier, you know, if you want to write one of these half and half reviews, you have to make it long and you have to make it really clear. Like, hey, <laughs> it tastes good, but this isn't that good right. versus like if it's truly not good, it actually never gets reviewed because everyone's scared to hit the hot button of saying this, this shit trash. sucks. I know because people freak out and brands think you're coming at them and it gets personal. Yeah. And, yeah. So I'll just buy it. I'll post that I bought it. And then and we work so I'm hard. Like, I can't smoke. Counts, it's not worth someone just feeling spiteful or vindictive in any way that all the bad stuff just truly gets hit with a pass button. West Coast Weed yeah. Reviews is a good guy, too. He uh, he posts a lot of good stuff. But West Coast Weed Reviews. I've also rarely seen a bad review. Right, so you got to. You, you know, I want the, the full on like, yeah, you know. nah, see, that's that's, me, that's not going to cut it. If you want the you, best, you got to have a, a real opinion. I'm like, going to give a shout out to the best weed reviews. I think on the Internet of that, accessible, bud in a legal market that everyone can obtain that are highly critical and effective are PDX Stone Man. What is that? What PDX is PDX Stone Man on Instagram, on Instagram. And got it. Uh, I probably I don't know this dude actually at all. So if I, I'm I'm giving him a shout out because I genuinely believe in this guy's work. That's the best shout outs. And and nope. so if you get on there, it's clear that everything that he buys and posts about is obtainable by everyone. Yep. 
that those because like I mean, cool. Get on my page. The bud I post is not attainable by everyone. Let's just be yeah, very, yeah, very clear. So it's that's just it. So it's it only not helps to fair. an extent. It's yeah, right. it's it's it's, it's I, novelty more in I, a sense, I, right? Yeah, I'm three, two to three years in front of you actually being able to get a lot of this stuff on posting. Exactly. So that's very true. Still interesting. <laughs> so, that's very true. Front so, line, right? So like versus PDX Stone Man is straight going into the dispensary with anything you can buy. He's writing a critical review that is well thought out and, um, you know, considers price, terpene, everything. I know nothing about this dude. Never shook his hand, which is a rare one for me. And I would vouch for all of his reviews. Oh, man, that's cool. That's That's good information to put out there because even me as a consumer, as a grower, I'm also always looking for like, oh, this is the real deal. Like, I should go try this right now, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that's awesome, man. What about you, Raw? Like, what's what? Let's just touch this. What's the last thing that wowed you? What? Would, that's ooh, not your ooh, own ooh. stuff. Like, what was the last that thing you that got you got in the wreck market? Yeah, though? man. Uh, the in the wreck market. I got to be honest. Let's say wreck wreck market, and then period. Just I, anyway. I haven't got any flowers from the wreck market recently because I've been traditionally very unsatisfied. I've tried a variety. I don't want to say anything about anybody because you know, like we said, it's. No need to throw anybody under the bus, but uh, yeah, you so just I, overall I've, just not happy. Overall, with it. if I go to the rec market, what I get? Oh, shout out to Seven Ten. I'll go get some Seven Ten rosin. Great hash, yeah, great hash. You, it's mostly available everywhere. Somehow they seem to be everywhere. And oh, they, they have some connoisseur oh, strains coming. I will say they have garlic cocktail coming, so that's cool. going to be accessible to everyone. Carbon fiber, nice pilotti, and. Yeah. Uh, nerds, I believe. Oh, okay, OGs cool. make the best OGs. Uh, adjust that name, probably. That's their <laughs> moniker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seven Ten yeah. Labs kills it, man. For hash, I mean, so you would say that right now the more consistent product on the market for for high quality is hash over flour for I think a rec so, market. But even then, my personal experience has been that's really based on where you're at. So, like wherever yeah, you go, absolutely. that store, that location. It's really varying broadly. Like I was in San Diego Uh and the amount of variety I had access to was tremendous. Just through one delivery service, I was blown away. Great, you know, great experience (laughs) over there. And then the other day I physically walked into a store. I'm not going to say the name of it. Um, I walked out of the store without purchasing anything. Oh, that's the worst feeling. I've done that multiple times. Isn't that a shitty feeling? You feel so shitty. Well, and then they do. But I, I start feeling like, you know what? That's on them. Well, You're he right. was like, can they I help you? I'm in here and trying like, to spend money. So. <laughs> and you got not one thing. You're right. I'm trying to spend yeah, money. Yeah, no, seriously. That's yeah. what I told Hundreds of dollars. Too, I'm yeah. trying to buy something. Yeah. I genuinely and I drove needed here. something. Yeah, and now I have to go somewhere else and spend my money somewhere else because I came to get a product that I'm not going to just leave without. I'm still going to go get and the, it. And the sad part of it is I'm willing to settle up. I mean, they didn't have anything. Didn't even. even but think about it, that. It couldn't even. You would have settled up though right. if there was something of, exactly. And like, hey, that get me by. So for that's now, the divide for an expensive price. That's the divide. You're saying right. settle up for an expensive price well, too, right. and, and this is in the mecca. Yeah, this is in Studio City. So let's flip right. it, man. Let's get on a positive note. What was the last thing that wowed you? Period. Like end all, be all. What What's the last flower that you saw that you? That were wasn't like, you. Whoa, that wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> Something that really blew you away. Man, um, it's tough because I just really focus on what we're doing over at Raw a lot right now. Um, 
I mean, obviously, I always see great flowers from black leaf. I mean, uh, the Zushi, if I just had to pick something that yeah. I do see readily available and that I enjoy, enjoy smoking, mm -hmm. seems to be fairly consistent with the smoking experience, which is really important to me. I need the, the smoking experience to be the same. Like, I want yeah. to have the same flavor yeah. three quarters of the like joint. Soda yeah, yeah, like soda and other industries. Like, we're striving for that. Right. I think it's starting to come. So the Zushi is one that I see regularly. And yep, shout out to them. if I'm not them. getting something from one of my closer friends and, you know, they're growing just so many, pretty much whatever you're seeing through West Coast Connoisseur is yeah. what we're seeing too. So flip you know it. I mean? so. West Coast, what's the last thing that wowed you that you've seen? And let's go, let's expand it to Oklahoma you're and lucky California. Because I'm one of those people who keeps a, like a degenerate. I saw you pull out your phone. Man list. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know exactly. This guy just I'm pulled going. out his phone when I asked him the All question. All my lists are just notes. list of crosses. Yeah, uh, I just have lists. lists yeah, I just lists. have. Uh, here, let's see if I can pull up the uh, what I thought so, was really great in Oklahoma list first. So there's a. Uh, yeah, this guy's I been actually all haven't over. Uh, debuted this list before ever. So give us, give us, it. give us a few. What are the? I mean, but like, I'd really like to know the last thing that just blew you out of your socks. Like okay, you were like, you want to know the this last is, thing that blew me out of my. Yeah, socks yeah. like i looked at you i said are you wearing two pairs of socks because yes. we're gonna blow the first pair off <laughs> is, a, is a sour cheeseberry from a greenhouse and yeah, wow that's enough sounds sour crazy sour man that sounds good that sounds like from brie. a greenhouse when they get like the cheese a lot tonight. if i yeah. if i also showed you the lineage half of you guys would fall over um so it was and uh there's not many herb i could i could sit down and just before I knew it, I'd puff through a quarter in like an hour or two. Wow. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to go back and get more. And next thing I know, I'd like I'd purchased like an ounce of the QP for myself. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, shit. So. Okay. So was this mixed light or what? what uh, yeah. Mixed about? spectrum greenhouse. OK. Yep. Say it one more time. The name. Uh, sour sour cheeseberry sour cheeseberry. Last thing so that, describe the turf profile on that. Oh, what? man. I mean, I want to say like. Uh, you could definitely tell it was soil grown and stuff like that. Just smoked right. unbelievable to true to the terpene profile. Um, like where you're you're hitting it and you're just like, I could smell the sour. I could smell the cheese. And I like it's the kind of had some elements of the real old school blueberry that wow. you were talking about earlier. And so uh, like you could really <laughs> taste all three of those in there. Um, Sounds awesome. That yeah, and shout out to Brandon Rust. Uh, that's who did. Yeah, that who grew one. that? Brandon, us, Brandon Rust. And that's in Oklahoma. Or that's California? Oklahoma. Wow, big uh, shout out. If that was, yeah. I mean, oh. you're you're a hard person to impress. Yeah. And so if you're like that, then I'm. I, I would love to try something I, like that. I uh, I stocked some for the dispensary. I even hit him up. I was like, hey man, like I'm I have a garden out here. I'm, I'm, a I'm fan. smoking a lot of this. Like yeah. I I get you know. For for anyone who knows that obviously that I work with Kush. Oh yeah, I'm already on that baby. Um, <laughs> work with Kush Clinic and a lot of other places, and just try to drive the notion of concept of it's not just one brand's flower; it's all the fire flower that's going to bring the most best consumers who spend the most money. Right. Um. And so we're trying to really follow that model there in Tulsa, and you know I'm smoking. The other things that I've probably um, that have really impressed me recently is the sour and later's from Canopy Builders. Um, sour and later's yeah. Canopy. Shout out Canopy, man! Yeah. Really cool stuff. I see them constantly putting fire out. Um, <clears throat> sour and later's from him. I literally, uh, I that's the weed. I say, 
it's so good. Uh, I don't tell my friends I have it. I don't share it. I share a lot of weed with my friends, and, like, I got a little, you know, I had, like, a, probably two ounces of sour, and later I burned through in a couple of days and was like, shit, I forgot to show everyone that. So you're a big fan <laughs> of that 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 sour with the combo of something, the, yep. either the gas or the... That's yep. a good combo, man. I, I really feel with some color that's There's the There's not a lot of that. No. But when I... We had touch base a, a while ago, and you had a few things a that, year were, ago. that were like that. Yeah. What were what was that? Yeah, uh, probably is the dub splitter line, which was uh, we did a sour dub sk- a Skittles Adam splitter line. Yep. Uh, with uprising. What were a few of those that you got out of that? That, that we had saw those flowers. It was like an apple. There was yeah, was a couple different things. Yeah, there was. Um, the only one we ended up keeping was the sour and later, but there was a uh, there was a sour a sour. Uh, well, I guess it would cross with GMO. Uh, cross with the cookies and Funky. cream. Funky. Yeah, what, what was it that? The Mentos, probably, which would be animal no, was, I can't remember off top. It was some of your more keeper ones that you yeah. were known for. But, yeah, I mean, he definitely, definitely West Coast Chronosaurus deals with some interesting flavor profiles that are harder to get. and Like like lime green type purpley. Yeah. And I'll exotics. tell you guys something that uh, I actually don't believe we've told anyone outside of some of our chat groups, but we spent $50,000 to acquire a cut recently. Wow. That we'll be using in projects with uh, both Raw and a couple other places to bring some really unique profiles to uh, what we're doing moving forward. And it's no secret to anyone um, who follow my page, but it's gun- Grandpa's Gun Chest. So what is that? From cut? Surfer Seeds? It's from Surfer. We val- we around wow. these so you places- guys paid 50 50 for it. Wow. Yep. Shout out to that boy Surfer. So we might have to go. It, was, uh, it looks crazy here. online. Like Man. when you see some of the pictures, I wanted to get the point break. It I looks like crazy. that name. Yeah. The, yeah. Grandpa's gun chest. Oh, Real cool man. name. Yeah. Like and so that. that I would say is the third thing that's really blown me away recently. Um, I fuck with that. Yeah. But those are like and we're going to be doing a bunch of projects with Sunset Octane, Animal Face, Grandpa's Gun Chest, and kind of hitting them all back to each other, playing with it with, you know, a lot of raw genetic stuff too to, you know, create like what I would call my stamp on stuff because, you know, obviously I play with so many different breeders that I have the element to be like, look, you know, when you're shopping with these West Coast connoisseur genetics that it's going to be, you know, breeder specific, specific. we'll do something with Blackleaf, we'll do something with Raw. Collabs. Yeah, collabs. and. You know, that specifically, you know, if gun chest stuff is coming, that where it's coming from is particularly from us. Well, that's cool, too, because what you're able to do is bring things to the table that each person other can't. So yeah, that's the same thing with me and raw with this last project is I was able to breed different strains that I wouldn't be able to do any other way. And let me just flip it real quick. Pack gods. What was what wowed you? Well, what's the last thing you smoked that really wowed you? You know, I mean, Ooh, that's a, I'm curious about this. I know you see stuff yeah. all over, you know, I mean, all over you see Man, stuff. To so. be honest. Yeah. NorCal Nemo Guava Gas. Wow. Okay. I've heard it very good up. things. It fucked me up. And the reason it fucked me up because it was it was just like butter, like phenomenal smooth butter. I mean, every part of it. He has Wait. butter pecan, too. That's another yeah, one. That's, of his. that's stuff yeah. I even struggle. I, I, to I, haven't tr- I haven't tried that. Yeah. So it's well, great. No, and, the one and, you had and, is and, the best and, one. In and my this opinion. was he just the homie just gifted me a few. You know what I mean? Expensive. It's like six hundred now. Give me a handful. It's yeah. Like here. 
Yeah, and he gave me the jar, but it, it goes for like six hundred a zip. I think uh, like eight hundred. Yeah, I'm, I mean, D- depending, depending on where you're at, yeah, exactly yeah. right. I know, but like maybe the way two it off. ground up and the way it <laughs> wow. smoked and the way it just yeah burned and the, it transferred to the time. I mean, it sold it's out. Craft. Sold it's out. Craft. It's, it's yeah. true craft. Like, it is. It's crazy. And then, and then I got you. You know, God bless with the jar. Elephant's growth. Mm-hmm. The gelato forty one. Phenomenal. I the, loved it. Yeah, I did too. And and. and I'm a big fan of how clean it is on top of, like, the effect. Yeah. The flavor on it is so different. And it's the, it's a backseat. It's some 41 bat, but it's fire. It's, and these are always fresh because it's highly. Those are two great picks. Nor, they're, they're probably the two hypedest guys uh, in Cali for underground, <laughs> smaller grows. NorCal Nemo and Elephant's Growth. Probably the two hypedest, the, you know. Guava Gas wowed me, though. That's a great strain. I've and had I got that. blessed with that just on some random shit. Like on fire. The fire. Like, yo, here. Take this. And yeah. I was like, are you, you know, so. And I'm trying to think dope. the last thing that wowed me, uh, you know, I'm now blackly speaking, I mean, I'm trying to think that nothing that was mine, the last thing I had that I was like, man, this is so fire. I got to get a hold of this. Um, I'm racking my brain back. I'm going. I would honestly, uh, I'm trying to think with hash and with flour, it's so different, right? And I always go back to Skittles, but man, I know I would flip it to say some of the stuff I've seen from Kush Clinic recently makes me want other people's strains, you know? Um, Raw genetics, I'm always after stuff that, like, I mean, that you're always doing, like all the new stuff. And I, I would have to say, man, one of my favorite things smoking right now is Skittles crosses and specifically the Zushis and the zoi i like the funky ones so they have like the zoi one that's kind of like a funky skittles i i mean i'm a big fan of it so there you go again now you see why i want to do my zitos there you go so like those two that we smoked with sure money would probably be some of my favorite smoke i've had recently in the last six months and that's not obviously not including some of the stuff i recently just harvested that would be for sure my top but i've been in oklahoma for the last I mean, six months up to the last week. So uh, my recency bias is going to be mostly out of Oklahoma. I like that. That's good. Yeah. If I were also going to be honest, though, if uh, because when I went out there, I flew with a jar of uh, Georgia pie. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. And uh, I had some Georgia pie and some. Who's Georgia pie? Allegedly. From from Raw. and (laughs) uh, Allegedly. Allegedly. uh, Allegedly Raw's Georgia pie. And I had some allegedly. Um, what do you think of it compared to the weed out in Oklahoma? Like just overall quality versus quality. Oh, they don't want that smoke. Really? Yeah, they don't. Want yeah, that. it's yeah. tough, man. Cali brings the fire because there's a conglomerate of growers here that are from all over the Here's world. The thing is, like, I'm gonna rank the Georgia pie from both of you guys, and your drop just from. Yeah, I just crushed a drop. Yeah, just crushed your drop. Like I, I smoked some just before I came over here. It was fantastic. Nice. Thank you, you know? man. Yeah, like I, I mean, and that like I told, I turned to someone right after I hit, I hit it out of the bong, and I was like, man, you. Can really taste some of this motor present in this Georgia pie, and it is just smacking. Like I get to have it from Blackleaf, I get to have it from Raw. Yeah, like, Kaya, I, I, Kaya. I, I know I'm super blessed that I yeah. can get it from a couple different angles, but it's not one of those cuts. Like, um, and I'm not trying to lob anything or anything, but like to me, the white truffle. I've had it out of five or six different environments now, and it's wildly inconsistent versus like the Georgia pie. And granted, I've had it from three in my opinion, of some of the best growers in the country, um, every time it comes out really, really awesome. 
That's it. You know, there so, are strains yeah. like that. that. Sense. You're right. So it's kind of, you know, a combo. Yeah. And like, just to be honest, like the, the Georgia pie I've had from both of you on both your last batches, even though yours is much more recent than the last batch I got from you. Uh, fantastic. And I'm even smoking some of your Gary Payton, which oh, also is coming great out fantastic. Strain. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know the homie was still cuffing the jar over there. I mean, give credit where credit's <laughs> I it due. Out of his hand. <laughs> well, give credit where credit's due. Cookies pick some great strains, man. Well, no, uh, yeah, some of the, the stuff origin, that we've origination. got a hold of of their strains, I've, we've grown out their cuts and realized, like, Gary Payton phenomenal strain i love smoking it i enjoy growing it i'm definitely going to keep it in the repertoire i mean how's cheetah pit like there's all these strains and they do keep some winners man where like other growers i've had inherited gr cuts from other growers where it's their keeper collection and no one cares no one everyone's like I'm good on this, man. <laughs> versus versus Definitely. cookie strains, I grow them and people are like, this is so, this is very boutique. Well, plus you Phenomenal. also have like the newest cookie strains too. It's yeah. not like, oh, Gelato 41's forever popular. Everybody's got it. People still get wowed, but like. You're you know, right. They're not got, older cuts. You know, up. like you're not yeah. chasing down things anymore. Like you got all the hottest stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Rob. You're the man. Shout out Rob Genetics. It's the team. Yeah. I mean, full circle, pack gods. What are you thinking? I mean, as far as Oklahoma. Yeah. Do what they want to know? Do they know what fire is yet? Wow. So uh, it was, <laughs> I was rough when I went Big out there. Big question. So if I were going to give you my rundown on Oklahoma, I so just a quick rundown is I got to spend six months out there helping uh, my what older brother. What a gift. Yeah, helping my older brother with his spot. And, Sign me up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the I, Dust Bowl. I went out there and... Um, Man, it just is a really interesting experience because they're going through a lot of the similar market challenges that Oregon is because, one, uh, look at the encroaching market of Texas. Texas is the sleeping giant. Hmm. People like to say that, the re you know, when I first flew out there, everyone said that it's the rejects from the other states that end up in Oklahoma. And to some extent, that's true. But what I really found is there's a huge community of Texans who feel <laughs> severely disenfranchised. Wow. And this was their best shot to start capitalizing on their markets in Dallas. So many farmers and, in Texas. Exactly. People and, don't think about that. Right. No, I, I, I honestly, I'm just thinking about that now. Right. And so you and uh, found countless guys making hash, making a hash, making good flowers and pull into their parking lots. No, no, no Oklahoma plates. Texas, 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 Texas. Yeah. Wow. You know, these are producing good product. Texas. Yeah. You know? Wow. And so, um, that, that And not to say that there aren't guys from, you know, because there's clicks from Oregon out there. I met oh, yeah, clicks from California. Over. I met clicks Every from, state. Yeah. I met a click from Idaho while I was out there. I, I think they have something like 3,500 license holders. Oh, yeah. It's crazy because. <laughs> like, the, and, and Cali has like 2,000 yeah. or 1,900. Or, and Cali's been since like, what, 96? The requirements. 96, 98, I think. Just look at the population difference. So yeah, there you insane. go. If I ask <laughs> you how much money it was going to take to open up a dispensary right now in California, um, legal, million plus. Million. Uh, 1.5. 1.5 million plus. That would be That's my estimate. If I'm going to tell you right now to three, open up in to Tulsa, five, it's going to cost you the cost of your decorations and what you your, want your... 100 bucks. 
Stuff to look like. <laughs> exactly. Two cash registers, a wooden desk. Like, 1-800-OKC uh, right now will get you in Tulsa. $100 grow. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I mean. Sign and drive. Your class. Yeah, you buy it, your class. You could get, you could open up a dispensary as long as it's a 1,000 feet from another dispensary for under 35K. You know. Wow. So. And that oh, opens you shit. up for growing and all that other stuff as well. No, that license. just does. Uh, What's a cultivation license cost? I think 4K. Oh my god! Um, and then obviously, like Oregon. renting it's easy to rent. You can get so I like mean, in the city of Tulsa, bill, you cheap, face in cheap, the city of Tulsa, we face labor, much cheap more electric. Uh, it's, it's cheap everything in Tulsa. We face much more uh, regulation than some of the surrounding areas. <laughs> and so, would you coming say from California mm-hmm. and Washington and Oregon? That everything I've been through is so regulated that all of this felt like a freaking breeze. Would you say, though, that because of that, a lot of the stuff leaves uh, okay? That's grown in okay? So this is what I find to be true, that there's definitely a lot of, like, if your farm is uh, backdooring it, they're probably backdooring everything. But with Oklahoma and so many dispensaries, people have tried to figure out how to be, and especially us, we've tried to figure out how to be as true to market as possible. Yeah, you got to be. You got to be, man. You got to pivot. If if you're just there to backdoor packs, like, you could do that anywhere, just, you know, then you're not really part of the market. Yeah. You know, so like, what are you really doing? You're either building a brand and you're building a legacy brand a hundred percent or you're, or you're, you're making money today. And so with that being said, I would say, I mean, man, uh, like, you know, I did my thing out there in in Tulsa. You guys are doing cool stuff. Shout out. What are you doing? uh, Give give people the heads up. Like, uh, I mean, well, so we'll run into two things here is one. I tried everyone's flower. I freaking could when I was out there. Yeah. You're big with that. So I'm big because I want to, you know, now that our dispensary is going up there, I was super big at sending in secret shoppers so that I don't get the preferential treatment and that we could get out with what that farm or flower was actually supplying so we could find it for our shelves. And I developed a list of about four or five growers out there whose product, uh, you know, I was really impressed with even from my standards. I would be like, wow, like we definitely wanted to stock the dispensary that we're doing with other than ours. Yeah. And I'm anyone who knows me knows I'm not discriminate to any brand Mm -hmm. or like, uh, you know, I tell people all the time, I don't care if you don't like me, you'll take my money. Um, So, it's it's, you know, that's kind of where we are on that stuff. And, uh, you know, I also try to convey to the farms all the other time. We're in it together at the dispensary. We're in it here for the patients. Right. So we're here to provide the most fire flower we can at reasonable pricing, because if we all come together we do better than if we start to try to, you know, die alone, essentially. Yeah. And so uh, with the project we've kind of done in Tulsa is uh, we're highlighting two people in particular. And to me is the breeders and the patients. Um, for me, the breeders are so important up and down this industry. I, I believe I live a super privileged life of being able to navigate uh the United States pretty freely with cannabis. And that is courtesy of all the people who have put in the work before me. And so I, anyone who knows me, I say without me, without them, there's no me. And so anything that you buy out of our dispensary in Tulsa from a breeder, the breeder is actually receiving a dividend on that. Wow. I like that. So I I believe we're the first dispensary ever to do that. Uh, We're calling ourselves Connoisseur Cannabis. Connoisseur Cannabis in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yep. On 71st and Memorial. You can walk in. What's the Instagram? uh, Tulsa Connoisseur Cultivator. 
Um, cool. and so, uh, so you, you can literally support your own breeder. Like you if can you literally is, support a breeder, it is, is the first dispensary that cool. I believe is like that. That's neat, man. I like, I like that. that. So, so you're doing like royalties. Yes. A hundred percent. And the other reason that we're looking at it to the patient is ACE are $25 and they're 180 dollars an ounce out the door for like what you believe the guy sitting in this circles quality is wow so wow uh and this is rec this is so medical okay this is medical got it so you you have a qp limit of flour and a one ounce limit of concentrate that's awesome per day that's awesome so if you want to go plan a three-day trip to tulsa you can really just Set yourself up. And you're saying that <laughs> so for for twenty five dollars an eighth, you're getting quality that's at like like what we're smoking on right now at this 100%. table. Wow, man. That I mean, they got a great market out there then. That's that that's awesome. So and um I would say for comparable flowers, um, you know, stuff is a little more expensive, but we're gonna stock It's not Cali though. Right, it's not yeah. Cali. And you know, we're gonna stock everything that's good over there. And like I said, my whole goal is because the just, you know, to me, the so many breeders have provided me, me with such unique opportunities that the best thing I can do when I was put in this position is provide something back to them. Um, and hopefully that builds faith in the community that they know, like, you know, I've already started paying um, a handful of breeders out of the project, which to me is my dream, that we can build a bridge to the breeders, to the consumers where the breeders know that they're being compensated for their years sometimes of hard work to get to a point where a cut is hitting circulation. And so it's similar to the record industry, like making sure the producers get the right credits and yep. get the right money. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. Projects. Yeah. That's parallel as well. Cause the, some projects pay for a week. Some yeah. pay for, hundred years yeah some right. people are had a one-hit wonder are still collecting some great are, royalties like, yeah legacy yep. yeah you know and wow so but the deals and the structures cannabis will whether get you get you know a one-time payment or and it was really cool at the dispensary opening for me that we got all you know i actually uh i obviously almost never show my face, but I actually stood up front at the dispensary opening day and tried to guide people through. <laughs> Come <laughs> in. Yeah, exactly. Everybody looked Try this banana. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, it's, it's one of those things, though, where it was cool. You would get people shopping through all kinds of realms because no one's really done it before. So we didn't organize the dispensary either on Indica Sativa Hybrid. There's no mentions of it anywhere in the dispensary. There's no mentions of testing anywhere in the dispensary. I either. like that. So... What we did as a sliding scale was go from sedative to euphoric. So, I, oh wow, I we, like that. We, we've talked about that yeah. a lot. Yeah, definitely. People, you know, even just as simple as like, "Yo, hey, that's a daytime smoke." Yeah, and, or "Hey, yo, that's a nighttime smoke." Just, just people just need to know even just that part. Some guidance, but and, like the feeling, like, because what does a test percentage tell you? Right, and so what, for for me, what I. What it doesn't even tell you that you're gonna get lit up. <laughs> it doesn't tell you shit. Like it doesn't, right? I could, mean, it could be fourteen percent, and no, it, it could get tell me you anything. Be a st- sativa, and I could be sketched out, paranoid, yes. and then be like, I'm never. N- that's what turns people into being like, I'll never smoke weed ever again. Yeah, that's yeah super sad. That's that sad because it's like if I took <laughs> shots of whiskey my first time drinking, 
I'd probably yeah. I'd be like, yo, if, if all if and I they were like, this is alcohol, this is all alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Here it I'll is. I'll never drink it again. Yeah, ever. some bourbon. Yeah. So no. what we did there is different, and we have a product specialist at the front. And meaning so what? What does she do or he do? Is what they're doing is they're assessing every individual customer who's coming <laughs> in, and the way I like to assess those mm-hmm. customers in particular is when I was filling that role is that if they're an educated smoker like someone like ourselves. You can explain to them, hey, your OGs, your sours, your chems are down on your left end. As you get toward the middle of your selection, that's where you're going to be your grapes, your cherries, your bananas, oh, man, that's your neat. oranges. And then to your far right end is your euphoric stuff, our very light stuff. So like our rose, rose modified banana, um, some cheesy stuff would end up over there. So kind of substrated out by section. So then understanding the product specialist job is to determine if that person understands cannabis as by strains, AKA sours, OG stuff like that. Right. If they just need to understand through the rudimentary old Indica sativa hybrid format, well, you understand now as the specialist, how our store is set up. So if the person is just unwilling to jump off the Indica sativa hybrid thing, well, let's point them down to the left end of the store where we know our sours, our OGs, our chems, our, our OG KB 2.1, our fried ice cream, our more sedative stuff is down on this end. If you also look at all that weed, it all looks similar. It's all lime green, you know, with little flexions of purple in these places. I believe when that the highs are drastically dictated on how these buds look from a physical characteristic standpoint. Oh, wow. Okay. So you'd say by looking at a flower, you think you get to a point where you know what the type of high is going to be. Yes. Wow. Okay. I like that. That's interesting. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I would say that that goes along with the turp profile. A million percent because I actually believe that I can look at flower and tell you what it smells like before I've even squeezed it. What's interesting is me thinking back to all the flower I seen you with. Yeah. All all had that same turp profile look. Yep. And I think I think one was like a, a sour apple. Or yeah. something there yeah. we like, did a sour like, apple killer like something like that yeah but like that is the end of exotics that we're seeing less of yes a million percent why and it goes all the way back to the educated buyer because like those are the end of the, the gmo are all those things think about that most people are visual and so to to present you with this lime green fire yeah. versus like if it so it's all the way back to that and the purple yeah, it's it's like with Skittles. Yeah. It's like with Skittles. You're like roll it up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You they have roll to it make, up and they're yes, like holy you have to, shit. And Skittles. There, there's broke one the right game now. The Kamikaze. The Kamikaze. We 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 saw some from uh, Gelato Cake. Yes, yeah. So yep. There's they're just cut going around. It's Skittles times Skittles. Yeah. Right. Right. Kamikaze. Yeah. They're calling it, but it's not. It doesn't look like anything. But right. then you At smoke all. it and you're like, whoa. It's pure candy. That's how yeah. Skittles is. Yeah. yeah. And and That's so and they but found like a it's candy. Finally, you know. how many years? They just hunted S ones. That took what yeah. fucking five, six, seven years at to least, catch on. At least. And even then it's still barely caught on. Man, I've it, had to cut for just, so long. Yeah. So long. And it's taken some clever yeah, marketing, finicky. like shout out to Zushi. Yeah. Right. And those boys because That's, real that's the clever marketing, marketing he mm-hmm. needed to do. Yeah. To get them to be like Look at this. Yeah. And, and it's so different. It's easy. I mean, you're talking about sushi. Which I would have never thought on, that it, one it, it, over. I will say his Skittles, the manicure, all that. I like it's it's on another I like it. It's oh, off yeah. the wall. The, they kill it. The point I would like to get to is essentially in, in Tulsa, because we have enough space to run the facility that way, is where we're doing essentially like a breeder, essentially by breeder and by, you, you know, obviously you can't do by breeder because of growth structure and things like that. 
But like eventually I would like to get to the point where stuff's so clearly labeled. Like if you want to support Blackleaf as a breeder or Blackleaf as a pheno hunter raw genetics, we have people coming into the dispensary, which it just melts my heart how cool it is that you get people who are like, I'm we had someone, uh, some of our you know, anyone who knows me knows I'm a, uh, I guess if you were using the lineage tree, I'm a, li I'm a Mike McCoy lineage kind of guy. I fall out of that tree. He, I guess, taught me a lot of my one-on-ones and my basics. So meaning what, what do you mean? Um, of just growing generally. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, I, you know, he shares a lot of cuts with us and vice versa mccoy and farms mike mccoy the, the real, real mccoy, McCoy. yeah and on instagram some people have come in the dispensary and been like hey man i followed you and real mccoy farms for years and i want to support the real mccoy farms like what strains on the shelf came from him so i can shop on those because i know it's a cool you guys customer. are giving mike mccoy a dividend and just even that there's one customer who did that and just for essentially the pheno hunter in that instance that to me tells me it's going to work down the line because we also have already had a handful of people come in and say hey i want to shop with only relentless genetics i want to shop with only canarado wow and that to me yeah. like we're just grafting the cusp of the customers who people matter. are starting to, to to take likings to their brands yeah right where they had a good experience and they go back and they had another good it's similar to like you said i want like my Coca-Cola to taste like Coca-Cola. Right. Wow. It's an know, interesting. We're seeing to go the, back and be yeah. able to rely on that again and again and again. And, and you know what? People are understanding where it's like, Hey, you know what? This batch wasn't as good at that, but it right. was still the same. Yeah. Like I, it was still, it was still what I paid. for. And I right? would like, like our industry to get to more of the analogy I use is of crates of fruit. You know, if you buy a crate. Yeah, some are riper than others, and it's timing and well, market a, and yeah. where you're at and the season. And also, you it takes know understanding. What? That's yeah. a lot of uh, but education for yeah. sure. Yeah, but and understanding. You it gotta, is, it, but it takes a lot of understanding, but at the same we time, understand you know what food? happens if you get one moldy blueberry and a crate of fruit? You throw it out. You don't, yeah, call, you don't yeah. call Safeway. Yeah, you no. move on. You, no. You're right. And and then put it on Instagram and tag Safeway and say there was one blueberry in here that didn't. That had a nidge on it, yeah, you know, like, yeah, no, come on, man. You just take that and throw it in the trash. Yeah. Ta talk about you eat it. Talk about federal legalization and what you think is going to happen in Oklahoma or from Oklahoma. Well, with federal legalization and let's say let's just say fast forward. We're in the future. They're allowing interstate transfers now. Tax is in place. They figured it out. What's Oklahoma looking like at this point? So Oklahoma and Oregon and my just rough analysis of the situation can cost the two cheapest indoor pounds in the country. And it's not even close. And so they're, they're the ones that can produce the cheapest. Indoor. And, and it's not even. And close. so let's say about wow. is Oklahoma geographically is better. Uh, but Oregon uh, uh, for the production of sun. Right. Yeah. Talk about that because in Oklahoma, I just passed through there. It was uh, it's cloudy and rainy. Holy out there. crap! It's yeah, terrible. I mean your your growing seasons are going to be so out of whack there. I mean, I was just there, and one week it's sunny, the next week you got five inches of rain. Yeah, like whole, all day long. If you think that'd be a so fun greenhouse. Let me let me give something to people. You think Seattle's a rainy spot? Yeah. You know Tulsa receives more rain every year than Seattle. I didn't know that. I don't think a lot of growers know that that moved there. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think you did if you moved there. 
Hopefully so, you're I mean, yeah, I know some I know some growers that so, moved there that definitely didn't know that, but they're you know, you some know, guys I, from Orange I, County. So, so yeah. some uh and, and and we've been going a minute, but I I, mean, I want to even spin this even into something else in yeah. Oregon I want to talk about. Yeah. But um talk about the depths and outdoor shit coming from out there. I mean So uh I mean what's that looking like? I've okay. So I mean I've already been on an eighty acre farm out there, a hundred and eighty acre farm out there, and loaded. a farm that was we're talking in hectares. Are we talking loaded, like <laughs> filled? So filled with cannabis. Filled. Yeah. So it's like, what the hell to is- the brim. Well, so here's what I wonder. When all these outdoor crops come down this year, where are they going to go? Obviously, Oklahoma has this incredible influx of dispensaries right now. But you even get in an Uber right now in Tulsa and they say, can this last? There's no way this can last. How, how can we have this many dispensaries and this yeah. many people? Like, and if the Uber driver <clears throat> can figure that out, well, yeah. then it's coming. So- and it's going to come real hard is it because the surrounding states are are the demand of them is actually adding to the demand of oklahoma in state uh, i think sure. it's a combo i think and i also think if uh, i've been around there six months now all the good flour sells out sells yeah. out fast i think that's around that's the whole world that's everywhere <laughs> so so what market do you want to so. be in you know come on now yeah. well and so barrier to entry yeah you're and, right. it, and you that's getting no. bigger now because we could have came out here a few years ago with a bomb ass OG Kush cut and been those dudes. Yeah. Now you can't do that. No. There's no way. No. No, no chance. Now you got to. And I then mean, we talked about this on another episode too is that like kids coming up now, they're going to hop in 100 lighters to learn. Yeah. We, the guys that work with for genetics, me, it's their first with, job. With genetics that have come <laughs> from 10, 20 years of just straight. Like 150 mouse games. The guys that work for me right now at the legal facility, some of them, it's their first jobs, right? And they're running, they're working at 150 lighter. That's the the smallest grow they've ever worked in. My, first my grow. My first real grow was 100 lighter. Well, 99 lights, I should be very That's specific. That's insane. When I first came out to California, everybody was very specific. 99 plants. So it was like 99. at the time, it was 333 light rooms that rotated a veg. And that was it. Wow, that was that was yep. my first out. Literally, still though, from a that's closet a big grow, from a closet yeah. grow to from a, a closet to from that. a closet grow to. A, I think yeah. shout, <laughs> shout out to whoever. Get, so so talk to the kids on that. How'd you get that opportunity? Oh man, just a little bit of luck. Um, kind of just being myself, and I had Instagram moved. or like, you know what? This is actually before Instagram, before raw genetics so you were or anything. MySpace. And uh, it just you know I was uh, looking so it was like a homie though, or, or well, he it? ended up being a homie. I was legit like we're looking for weed. We just moved somewhere new. Couldn't get it. Didn't want to drive two hours. You yeah. know what okay. I mean? Okay, and, and uh, <clears throat> just kind of stumbled into one of our neighbors who sold some weed and uh, honestly like the second time i bought weed from him he showed me like some gigantic plants in the backyard wow and i was like thinking this guy's either out of his mind or he's this is <laughs> yeah. i mean this is 10 plus years ago and he uh and so you know we just hit it off and obviously i'm not a thief so he didn't get robbed everything was cool and uh from there i told him i was like oh i'd love to go out to cali and grow sometime and when the opportunity came he just kind of 
lobbed it my way. So he had wow. the 99 lighter. He didn't. He's actually just a builder. It was like a family member, friend, oh, okay, friend okay. kind of a situation. So he laid so, you up into it. But that's, that's dope, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah he crazy. kind of threw it up. And that's uh, a that that is a lucky story. He yeah. helped you get to your dream. If that's what you were, you were basically telling him your dream. Hey, I, I would did, love to yeah. do this. And he was like, oh, I can the, help you with know, that. the dope thing about <laughs> that. Very though, lucky. Is, that's that cool, regard. man. But you got lucky. But like at the dope, the dope part is like you actually fucking did it. Well, and I stayed yeah. with it. We've like, dealt with so much where it's like, yo, if I could just, and then you literally give yeah. them every every tool. In well, the, and let's be clear, it's you not open, you a open the door story at all. Like, it was, no, you were basically like, no, but, I want to be a janitor. Yeah, and work Glorified fucking long hours and not get and, paid. But guess what though? But, <laughs> and not get paid. But you walked through the door. No. We he was touching on that. We've had it to where these guys yeah. literally wrote us an essay that they wanted to be a grower, and he would he wanted to work for. That within two three days he's like ah they I'm couldn't take what he's it really, gonna quit what it really, so I was running a hundred lights by myself with very little knowledge at the time so it, it's it's a a good thing like in disguise because I went from not knowing very much at the time to kind of like purge through fire you know what yeah. I mean like I <laughs> yes I, one day it was like hey what are these bugs crawling around here and they're like oh those Holy are root aphids it's like oh. root aphids and oh. I mean if anybody's ever had a root aphid story or a friend with one then yeah. you can just kind of imagine the landslide of tragedy that follows yes. behind that but you know I never let it stop me from pursuing what I wanted to do and you know that eventually led to raw genetics that we have today so absolutely Fucking riding it out. Yeah. yeah. Stick oh, through it. That's, man, that's so, that's a different story. Than I mean, if I, you want it, you got to go through a hundred things. I mean, nah. Yeah, nah, you, and, do. And you do. You do. Nah, for real. And, <laughs> and, but that's cool because you were, you were, uh, you weren't looking for that. I, I really wasn't at the time. I just was kind of. You weren't of, looking uh, for that. And then it led to curiosity, you know, yep. and, and that led you to some experience that you were like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, and hooked. And then, yeah, now <laughs> so, now here we are. Like, But that's kind of what we were speaking on is that there's not going to be companies and situations where it's just like kind of like, hey, come get a job and you're you're here. Because yeah. there's a million huge facilities. I mean, I think we've yeah. all talked about this. There's a Garden, million huge, huge facilities going up. And who's going to run them? kids the youth the future and they don't know honestly they they gotta have some head growers and those guys have been uh, doing it that's that's some, the issue is they that that's the they're ongoing need, they're gonna need, just had this conversation I, this yeah. is the ongoing battle i mean this <laughs> is another episode their hearts broke out there they're gonna need relevancy the <laughs> yes they are and they that's why the, a lot of the old guys are trying to they always say they say when you're young you have all the ideas and none of the money and when you're old you have all the money and none of the ideas true so you find all these old investors and they're looking for young guys that have that that actually have the knowledge that can bring in the brand with the, the grow and the strains and all that young stuff, kid, you know, and uh, get that going. And that's honestly, that's the good pairing, though. If you can find an investment group or investor that actually appreciates that, listen, I've been doing this, you've been doing that. Let's come together and do this together and make money together, not off of each other, right. with each other. That's the tough part. It is the tough part. I mean, but that's that's the big battle right now to get wrecked the, for all the guys like us who grow actual fire, you know. Yeah, I, I'm excited, too, to see a side of this industry we haven't even got to experience yet, and that is lounges on-site oh. consumption. That's going to be nice when that does. Real, LA, LA gave real, up on it. Real events. Yeah. Real comedy shows. Yes. Real movies. I miss events. Real uh, nightlife allowing <laughs> cannabis 
catering to cannabis. Yep. Yeah. The way well, the VIP experience is for for alcohol. Like dinners, I'm looking forward to that. Hibachi. I want to go to a hibachi and be able to smoke a joint while the guy's cooking the hibachi. In, in a section. I literally said that section. like last week. There we go. So we know it's a winner. Two <laughs> people like, at the same this. table. We I mean, you're right. But you're totally right. I Pat see Guts. some places where it shows. Yeah. That, like shows they do, right? And these pop-ups or whatever, right? And people aren't really drinking. There's alcohol there. But everyone's sitting around in the little sections. They're smoking. Yeah. They're rolling up. They're smoking. They got their bags, whatever they just got. They want to be social. And they're all out smoking, just listening to music, hanging out and vibing. Yeah. And you're, I'm seeing a lot more of that where people are like, I don't really drink like that. But like I smoke. Yep. And I haven't drank in a long time. And it's, it feels amazing. It's like one of the best things I I've, I've did was like I gave up drinking. And I, I felt like, feel like I, get, I got a lot of time back. It's now. a big difference between generations. When I explain that to my parents and my folks, that's like a big thing. They're like, they're like, oh, have a glass of champagne or have a glass of wine with dinner. And I'm like, no, I'm actually, I'm good. And then they see me at the end of dinner, take my, I call it the after dinner mint, you know, yeah. like, and I'll go smoke <laughs> a joint or like take a dab. Yeah. But my, my parents will actually ask me like, oh, you just prefer that? And I'm like, yeah, I do. I, I actually don't enjoy the alcohol and like it ends my night way more like I would enjoy it. And that's with a dab or a, a joint or something after a nice meal. And my parents would rather have that drink at dinner, but that's right. how they grew up. And that's yeah, literally what access. they're realizing. It's they, like, yeah, they didn't it's just they different cut short on, on being able to experience it and access it. But yeah, I think so are we right now. Cause how long has this been rolling out oh, to where we still don't have on? I say our legalization is such bullshit. It's tax and restrict because it's yeah. really what it is. It's really the ability to enforce, right? It's anything. really oh. the ability to enforce over everything. Yeah. And it's not like, I mean, frankly, Money. If, if you, yeah, mm -hmm. if you go like, if, if I go to Blackleaf to get a, a beer there's or something there's no one Completely monitoring good. how much beer is in his fridge versus there's an electronic database of how much cannabis you purchased for the last two years which is ridiculous. And what time yeah. you purchased it everything and it's you know, they're overextending their what they really should be monitoring and they're monitoring the wrong stuff uh, a million percent yeah and and uh i just think that especially like i mean i think we all Shout have out thoughts the events have just like total events were uh, i mean i miss how them. i met they're, you they're, they're yeah, gonna come back i, 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 yeah. I see kush talk kush talk july 3rd kush talk's shout out back. to them yeah, um, I used to. We used to. That's the only time we would get to hang that out. Was like one this. of the first events we did. They used to be. So we got to get back out there. Yeah, we get do. to it. On that note, they're, I mean, for still, real, you'd for run real. into. It was just like if you were at a festival where there were other people you knew going to be at the festival, and yeah. you'd be running five or six deep with your friends, and you know, I'd be with Raw Genetics and Uprising, and then next thing you know, I'm a run into, uh, and I know how many times have I run into you at shows. But oh, I mean, that was one of my favorite things was right, meeting yeah. all the mm -hmm. homies that we don't get to get out of the garden or we don't get to really hang out too much. We might see each other once every few months, but what we do see is we see each other when we're killing it. And then like, we get to show each other, like, look, bro, look what I brought. Like, this is what we have, you know, what do you got? And it was like show and tell amongst your friends. It was yeah, awesome, too, man. And it was healthy competition, which is yes. something that the market doesn't have. Like, you that's get to go booth to booth. I'm seeing that. I'm see, I see like, the, Zaw, the Za Olympics. Yep. Uh, Green Wolf is hosting a thing called the Za Olympics, and Seen they're taking like 15 to 20 brands on rec, and they're basically competing for like like how an old school competition That's for cool. like judging and stuff like that. They, 
it's all going to start weird, but it's going to we're we're moving in that direction. Yes, absolutely. Same with lounges. Go back to I mean, just to touch on that last part, we, we went to we the need lounges cafe. in Cali. Yeah, that, 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 so there's a few. We need a movie theater. If there's somewhere where, where I, can I can go, go and go, raw, yeah, smoke a joint. Yeah, because for me, I like to watch sports all the time. But Boom. you watch them at your house, Buffalo Wild Wings style, but with joints, a million percent, and wings. Easy. I'm not even asking a lot. Crazy. It's come not on, even Cali. A lot. Yeah. It's not. It's really not. And it's like bank those dollars. You know, just let me so. smoke on the porch. I mean, you know, they don't like even, you smoking indoors. Now they won't let you smoke. They don't even want you in the, the parking lot smoking. <laughs> right, yeah. but but I am. Look <laughs> 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 at that guy out there, man. Posted. What's he doing? <laughs> People walking by, like what? Yeah, smell that. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that yeah. that's the difference between Florida and Cali. In Florida, they'll be like they'll snicker and they'll talk shit, or they'll you know. And here, they'll come up to you and say, "Man, you smell really good." And <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's or the, they'll that's be like, "Can the, I hit that? Can yeah. I?" And I'm like, "No, I don't know you, but <laughs> I'll give you the end." Yeah, the end <laughs> of the joint, you, bro. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah. awesome combo. And I mean, guys, we could probably go on for four more hours yeah. <laughs> because it's a bunch of growers, connoisseur. We got a breeder. I mean, like yeah. it's it, we got the full gamut between all of us, and we're gonna have to do this again and revisit this when we have a, another topic and Absolutely. we further this, man. I mean, shout out everybody, Raw Genetics, West Coast Connoisseurs, you know, Pack Gods, big shout out for hosting. Shout out Blackleaf. Now, yeah, thank man. you for yeah, that, man. Out. Thanks for having me through. Appreciate it. We've you guys. smoked so much fire during this episode, guys, that like I, my eyes are like halfway shut and I'm I'm like getting through these stories. I'm like, woo, man, I've smoked every flavor on the, sc- <laughs> the scope. We got a little bit more rosin to smoke, a few more hashes. Yeah, yeah. Smoke, P- a fat papaya dab Wrap would be great. We'll wrap this up. Episode four, West Coast Connoisseurs, Raw Genetics, yeah, Black man. Leaf in the building. Shout out. First smoke of the day. Dropping on all platforms. We'll see you guys in the next episode, episode five. Peace. First smoke of the day. Peace. Peace.